Abraham Lincoln. Louisiana Purchase, that's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. Welcome to episode 295 of the All Good Hear podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my two congratulating co-hosts. Congratulations, you won. Congratulations, you won. Colt. Congratulations, you won. Congratulations, you won. Wenzel. Yeah, we're very congratulatory today because this is our regularly, almost yearly edition of the AYCH Awards, but in this year's version, we're talking about all the things that we loved in 2022, specifically talking about the movies this episode. Yeah, yeah. So we split this up into basically three categories. There's our favorite films of 2022, and now uh, what counts as a 2022 film is if, if it had its official premiere in 2022, came to the U.S. in 2022, and I say that because there's some stuff on here that came out last year, but did not release until 2022. So, so it is they, up for grabs. It is up for grabs. And then uh, if it got an expansive release, ex- yeah, expansive release through streaming or theaters. And uh, that goes for the same thing. Like before, if it came to the U.S., you know, kind of goes hand in hand. But yeah. And then um, honorable mentions. I just uh, I only allowed five films, so we didn't take up too much space. And um uh, last part is a uh, favorite non-2022 uh, films. So that's just anything that's not from 2022. Um, it can be from 2021, or it can um, it can just be anything beforehand. It's like a first-time watch, you know. So nothing of- from 97, though. That's a rule. Yeah, that, that was that was a forbidden year in this uh, contest. But yeah, just basically any other movie we watched in a year that we wanted to. Mention. Okay, wait a minute. I have one movie from '97. Fuckers, you gotta take it off. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, everybody gets ten, and um, yeah, um, we're, it's it's stacked. Yeah, we watched a lot of movies this year. Watched a lot of movies. Um, uh, do you want to see how many movies we each watched this year? Because I think everybody broke a hundred pretty easily. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Final counts. I guess I'll go first. Uh. I watched a lot of movies here. I don't think I'll ever watch this many movies ever again. I only watched this much because I was bedridden for like two months, essentially. And I watched 230 movies uh, this year, which uh, the most I watched in one month, I think was 40, 41, somewhere in there. So I was busy. I was a busy bee this year. Yeah, Colt watched some movies. He actually started to forget like real personal abilities and skills. Yeah, there was a time for him I just could not play video games, and it was really sad. Yeah. We, we had to reteach him how to play games. Yeah. And I suck at him now. Bronze one, and every role in Overwatch. Gold five, baby, for support. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> uh, as for me, I managed to get to 139 movies this year. I think there's probably some shorts and uh, smaller things in there, but I was... I'm pretty pleased. I don't know if this is my highest count, but I, there there's definitely a point after 100. I started to, to, to slow down a little bit, but 
there's just a lot of really good stuff this year. I had a hard time nailing down my non-2022 flicks to to cover that category because there's a lot of really strong first-time watches for me. Yeah, I agree. It was really fucking tough. Um, uh, yeah, so for me, my final movie count was 148. Um, a lot of that, though, consisted of um, short films. So, like, full feature films, my count is 126. Still broke 100. And, um, yeah, it was, like, um, a lot of really good um, 2022 movies. Like, I have a I have a ranked list, and it was um, moving it around and stuff because there was a lot of, like, five stars, four and a half. Um, and then outside of that, too, like, watch the good bit of good like non-2020 movies so it was um yeah it was difficult and plus like 2022 was just like a really good year for movies like, really good it felt like a long year for movies because i still can't believe the x came out this year it does not <laughs> feel like it came out this year yeah um like this first half of this year or the first fourth is it feels like that was two years ago yeah it was so long ago so every time like having to make a list i'm like fuck like that happened this year you know like oh because i feel like i had a, a pretty stable list until i went back to the first and you're just like shit that did come out yeah <laughs> restart restart yeah because I, I i was at like you know six or seven movies and i fucking forgot like oh shit this came out i have to do this again um oh god yeah so i think there's a lot of good from the, I, I i will say um there's still a lot from this year that we probably collectively haven't seen. I know y'all two got to see a few more things than I did that are like still on my list, but like it just just showed just like the embarrassment of riches that last year was. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess I should also explain too. We're gonna go down from our from ten to one, but um, now I have it on for us for what we see. You know. To make to give it like some consistency of like okay what movies did we all three watch I know there's some movies on here that I don't have highlighted that we you know we've all seen but they're not on the list you know or sorry they're not highlighted because everybody's list is different which is also kind of cool um, so what we're gonna do you know we're gonna go down the list and you know whenever you come to a movie that somebody has on a different part of their list you know you can say what it is but don't say what your top three are we'll save that yeah. Are we gonna? Everyone gonna say their tens and then nines? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. This is where we get into like our discussion of what our top ten movies were, starting with the number ten spot. Cole, if you would tell us what your number ten is. My number ten is actually the big bad. I forgot to change it. Fancies of Inishirin. Oh, he forgot to change it. Okay. It, it's originally to- okay. I'll tell you what happened. Originally, I made this list probably last week or so. It's not been that long, but the night before, Winslow and I watched a bunch of movies, and one of them happened to be Banshees in a Sheeran, and that kicked Glass Onion from my 10th spot, because uh, I really enjoyed Glass Onion, but Banshees uh, has really upset the list, because I fucking love that movie. Yeah. It was really good. It was nice to see these Irish people uh, in their normal modern day because it takes place in 2022. It does not. It does not. But, but uh, it, it's pretty good. Yeah, Ireland's always like shrouded in mystery. It's like, what, what is actually happening, really? Because it takes place during 1930? No, 1920s. 1920s. Yeah. So it's, it's a fairly old, so it's kind of close to modern day. <laughs> kind of close. Well, and plus, I would say um, 
how how would we want to approach um this I guess discussing the spoilers? Would we want to have like spoilers open for the, the stuff we've all collectively seen? I yeah. feel like that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So basically, I what I sorry I should mention too. So there will be spoilers. Um, for movies that we've collectively seen, you can expect full spoilers. For movies that maybe me or Colt, me or Pat, or you know, vice versa, two people have seen. Slight, but not fully. Um, at least enough to discuss what the movie's about. Because you, you may not know what it is, or you at least like to hear a little bit about it to yeah, sort of like yeah. entice you to possibly watch for yourself. And then if um, if only one person has seen this movie, then you just have to give your impressions. Nothing, spoil, no spoilers or anything, and then you know move on. If you want spoilers, DMs are open. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> please, ban- please spoil this Oscar-nominated film for me, please. <laughs> the Banshees of Inisherin, to give you like a little tight idea of what it's about, it's about these two Irish fellas in an old village on an island that uh, one of them just said, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Yep. And uh, the whole movie's about this other friend, like, what? What's going on here? Yeah. And that's it. It's a really good it, movie. It's, like a, it's <laughs> a very like kind of slice of life, but also kind of like... Um, like how uh, friendship, you know, communication, and um, oh man, I, I, I said something to Cole that really got me thinking, but um, about it because we both saw it. I fucking loved it. Um, I, I didn't put it on my list because I'm still kind of debating, but um, yeah, it, it's literally, it, it's I think on the synopsis, it's like literally the guy says, "I just don't like you anymore," <laughs> and then and then the entire movie is him just like. Just don't fucking talk to me. And then the other guy is like, why? It's so sad. Because I really feel bad for the guy that's like, why? Because he's just a genuinely nice person. He's just a genuinely nice guy. And like you like throughout the film, you kind of get to understand where they're both coming from. Yeah. But, but some uh, stuff happens that you're like, fuck you. So yeah. We'll see. You'll see if you watch. But it. also, too, it's like it's not only like between those two, but it also has like repercussions like for the entire little village basically so it it kind of affects everybody because it's such a small place like everybody's talking about it i gave it five stars i I fucking loved it now uh, i guess just so people know this is the movie starring colin bear and uh, brendan gleason which one is the i don't fuck with you anymore guy colin's the good guy brendan gleason is the one who says i don't like you anymore colin is the really nice like trying to understand why which it feels strange because looking at him, you'd think he'd be the dick. Yeah, but no, it's it's uh, the other way. Yeah. Um, now is this uh, streaming anywhere for people to watch? HBO Max. HBO right Max. Now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of, of another succinct way to put it too, because like, like I said, it's slice of life, but like how it explores like you know friendship and then also to just kind of like loneliness. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. Um, relationships you know that how how it kind of deals with that in such a in such a way i that's why i really like whenever this is done i was like fuck that was so good like i treasure like that just kind just nothing like it's nothing high stakes or anything it's Mm. just like a simple like you know quarrel between two guys on this in this little town and it's just kind of exploring you know um these two people and their personalities and their um, in their lives, and then also too the lives of um, of the town. Um, yeah, I loved it. It was really a beautiful movie. Like the beautiful. shots. Oh my perfect. god! Yeah, uh, they lived near the coast. Woo. I mean, it was an island. It was a really small island. So 
Nothing but coast, baby. Yeah. Fucking gorgeous. And there's a baby donkey. Well, it's not a baby. There's a tiny donkey. Yeah, because I, I looked at the uh, the cover photo for the movie, and it's Colin Farrell with a donkey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Her name's Jenny. I love Jenny. Love little Jenny. Love little Jenny. Very She's, nice. Yeah. I, this is definitely been one I wanted to see. It's just... We wasn't able to get to it in time, but I would like to check it out. Absolutely. I've heard nothing but good things about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Go check it out. Go check it out. I'm I need sure. to watch In Bruges. Yeah, I want to watch all of those movies that that guy's made. I watched Seven Psychopaths years ago. I thought it was okay. Uh, it had... Oh, fuck. What's his name? What are you talking about? Oh, wow. Um, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. I think he says the F word in it. Fuck. I can't remember. No, 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 no he know. does not I, say that. I know. That's too far. <laughs> too far. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see, my number ten. Uh, d- just a little spoiler. Half of my movies are animated. Uh, That's for all right. my top uh, ten. What? Not real movies? Okay. Uh, hey, <laughs> Guillermo del Toro said animation is real, so therefore it's ironclad. And now. he's a man baby, so fuck that dude. <laughs> I don't. That's not true. I, I love. Gamma. How dare you talk about your father like that? I love him. I don't mean it. Wait, I was supposed to say that out loud. Oh, oh my god, the lost heir. I Anyhow. need some fucking money. Where is he at? <laughs> uh, but yeah, my number ten uh, might be a surprise, but uh, it's Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Ooh, Ooh. and nice. this is in case you don't know, this is. The newest Dragon Ball movie starring, focusing on, uh, actually, Piccolo and Gohan as mm-hmm. they try to save the day from uh, the next calamity. It, it's, it's really refreshing to see, you know, a, a Dragon Ball movie that doesn't focus on Goku and Vegeta. Because, like, they're in the movie, but they're, you know, just little an- ancillary scenes that come back and forth, too. So, just having, like, the supporting cast get a, a time to shine is... Uh, was you know really refreshing to see, and also finally getting Piccolo to where he's not useless. Yeah, so I should mention all three of us have seen it. So full fucking spoilers. Full spoilers for Dragon Ball full Z. Spoilers. Yeah, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Yeah. So and, yeah. So the, yeah, focuses on Piccolo and basically giving Piccolo and Gohan like a nice uh, bump in power, so they feel like that. I will say as much as I love Dragon Ball, there that is a problem with like, hey, Goku and Vegeta get all the love, and everybody else seems kind of you know, useless by comparison, but they got a really good boost and the action is like really good. People were really, I, I would say shitty about like, oh, it's, it's CG anime, but I think it looks good and it, everything flowed really well. It absolutely looks good. So me and Cole and Tanner have talked about this. Um, I think me and Cole specifically have talked about how whenever we first saw it, the 3d was like, what the fuck? But then yeah. like watching it. Yeah. it It's like, I don't want to say you don't even notice it because you do notice it, but, but it looks so good. But it looks so fucking good. It's very it's, fluid. It's its yeah. own style, and it's so fucking good. When I first saw the first trailer for it, it was like Goku hopping in a snowy area. I thought it looked like hog shit, and I was not happy because Dragon Ball Broly, Super Broly, I fucking love that movie. Beautiful animation, fucking the best Dragon Ball movie before I saw this one. It's definitely a beautiful movie. Probably the best CG you can get from like an anime. I mean, I mean, I know CG anime is getting better, but I feel like this is a good direction for that that version of anime. And the action was good, like when fucking um, Cell mats did the fucking Shin Godzilla laser. Yeah, shit, yeah. that was pretty hype. The fucking fight between um, Gamma. and all of them basically. Gamma fighting Piccolo, and yeah. I, I'm trying to think. Is it? 
Gamma... Gamma, Gamma 1, one Gamma 2. Yeah, but I can't remember which one fought him. Anyway, uh, yeah, the, those fights with the Gammas, so good. And, like, cool new characters when, like, you know, Gamma and uh, Dr. Dero Jr., or whatever his name is, they, they you know, turned a, turned a corner in the course of the movie. Uh, and Boma's ass. Boma's ass. Oh, my God, screen. yeah. Everybody in our theater was fucking cracking up because every time they could show Boma's ass, they did. And then there was a whole fucking wish where she was she wanted to make her ass bigger. And it was just like, what? <laughs> she asked Shinron for a BBL. Because, like, her, her gag is... The reason why she looks, that's how they explain why she looks so young, is that she routinely uses the capsule court's, like, resources to go out and collect the Dragon Balls to make, like, kind of, like, minuscule wishes to keep them out of the hands of the bad guy. And then, like, she's just like, oh, make me, like, a couple years younger. Oh, make my ass a little bigger. (laughs) And, like, that's, like, how she helps keep the bad guys from using the wishes for evil. Yep. And uh, it, it is pretty cool seeing Shenron, too, because, uh... You know, he, him and Piccolo are, like, good friends. Connected. And, and, and plus, you know, it being Dragon Ball, it's, like, it's funny all the way through. Yeah. yeah. And, like, how, like, they're use, they, they use Piccolo as a babysitter for Gohan's daughter, Pan. It's like, oh, thank you for doing this, Piccolo. We'll buy you another stuffed animal. It's like, I don't like these things. Why do you keep <laughs> buying them for me? And when Piccolo has his phone, it's got, like, a cutesy phone case, and he holds it like, uh, he, holds he pinches it, like, it. He pinches it because he doesn't fucking know how to hold a phone. <laughs> and I love the bit at, at the end of the credits where, like, he's kind of sitting at his little house, and upstairs he's, like, all the stuffed animals they yeah, given him yeah, over yeah. the year. That's a good bit. And, and uh, hell, Gohan using special beam cannon at the end. Yeah, yeah in fucking beast form. Beast Gohan. He looks so, so sick. sick. Yeah. That's probably, mm, I like Super Saiyan 4 more, but my second favorite uh, <laughs> Super Saiyan form. It's so good. I love Orange Piccolo. He looks he looks awesome. In my opinion. I made a whole ass sticker. Yeah, yeah he did. he's fucking sick as shit. <laughs> so, uh, Dragon Ball Super was a lot of fun. It, it was. I think it got it toward the end of its run in our theater. Or our local theater, because there's only me and, like, a, a family of Dragon Ball fans up there. They're like, yeah, I could hear them, like, cheering at the very top of the theater. <laughs> we saw it opening night, and uh, that shit was packed. Oh, uh, yeah. It was at an AMC, though, so yeah. there was a lot of people in there. I know when I went to go see uh, the, Bro- the new Broly movie, it like, people were hollering. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Hell, yeah. So, very yeah, funny. that's my number 10. Uh, what did you rate it? Uh, not, like my star rating? Yeah. Uh, four and a half out of five. I went four and a half too. I fucking loved it. And I would say like, like just knowing how many five stars y'all gave away this year, like I would say even like into y'all's like honorable mentions are probably some five stars. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what was your number 10, Wenzel? My number 10 was RRR. Fucking good shit. Yeah. Oh, my Controversial God. opinion. We <laughs> we really enjoyed it. Yeah, we actually liked it. It was. Fun. I liked it enough to give it four stars, which is not a low score at all. Yeah. But yeah. Everyone in the group looks at me like I'm a damn sinner. <laughs> I mean, this is how I look at sinners. No, but this is audio format. I know. Oh, Wenzel looked at us uh, seductively. No, that's how I look at sinners. He's biting his lip, and uh, that's how I look at sinners. That's how I fucking disparage you. It's not he, really. Yeah, imagine Wenzel trying to suave, and that's kind of what he's trying to do right now. I'm not suave. I'm disparaging. I'm judging. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, talk about RRR. Um. Uh, yeah, RRR was fucking awesome. 
Um, I watched this back in July. I, I just sat down. I was watching my sister's dogs, and I was like, you know what? It's time. It's time to watch this movie. And, um, uh, yeah, it's a it's a Tollywood film, and um, three hours of just yeah. – It's just like – it focuses on um, uh, two storylines, two – or, sorry, two characters – um, their names, I don't remember. I I don't know why I didn't think to have this ready. They are based on real people, but it's, it's very... Um, it's like a historical fiction. Yeah. It's, it's, a very, it's a very, very, very embellished version of a real story. Yeah. So, um, but the main characters... Um, Beam and Raju. Raju, yep. Yeah. And um, it's uh, it takes place in the 1920s. It's during... Um, Whenever, um, can't believe it's taking place around the same time as Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't think imagine, about that. <laughs> like Banshees of Inisherin happened, and then like RR happened at the same time. They just like you just hear like in the background, like what the fuck is that noise? Oh, that's funny because in Banshees of Inisherin, there's a war going on. So yeah, yeah, they're yeah that they're it's a civil war. Yeah, but then the same thing in here is because you know it's a um it's also happening while the British are still occupying yeah. India, and um it follows their story. They're both two kind of like these heroes with like um. They're they're fighting for the same thing, but like they also have, both have like different like um, different different ways of achieving yeah that. different ways of achieving that and you know destiny uh, their paths cross and it's just it's really awesome I mean you got some crazy action for like both of them when they're both introduced um, the fucking because um, because the movie opens with Rom being part of like the Indian like soldiers for the. British, yeah. yeah, and he pulls like some goddamn Dynasty Warrior shit. Yeah, that was I see like because I'm trying to remember Just everything a, that happened. Picture one man getting beaten up by hundreds of people, but he's not getting like he just <laughs> continues to fight. It, <laughs> I forgot how fucking crazy it was. Oh my god! And he still, and then at the very end of it, he still looks fucking fly as fuck. Like, come on, man. I mean, like, honestly, like, it, it, the movie is dudes rock. It is just, like, two hot dudes just being just being real good pals with each other. Just real close, talking real close to each other. Just those noses touching like bros do. <laughs> and they're just, like, just a tragedy and triumph of, like, all the stuff they go through. It, I gotta say one thing, though. This is my biggest gripe with the movie. It could have been two hours long if every scene wasn't in slow motion. See, you say that. I love the slow motion. See, I, I, the slow mo like, didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. Personally, I, I was, like, at the four, around the 40-minute mark, I was like, this is going to last forever. Because <laughs> the slow motion was, like, killing me. Because every time it happened, like, slow motion, slow motion. I'd point it out to myself, and I don't want to, but I, it's so hard not to notice. And it just kept happening over and over and over again. <laughs> it, it, so, it, it's a, you know, I, I don't know too much about Tollywood, because I know, because there's Bollywood, but then there's Tollywood. Mm. But, like, you know, the same kind of, like, um, there's, you know, there's mu- it's musical, it's action, and it's very exaggerated. And it's all kind of goes together to make this like really just crazy fucking story, and I and I fucking loved it. That's you know that's why I all that like silly like kind of um you know slow motion and then like the action too. I, I it was just badass. It, it just felt like a live action anime in like a, yeah many regards and <laughs> yeah and one bit because the, the the song that they sing during the uh, when when the two guys go to like the. Uh, the British ladies like ball, 
when they're like trying to show off like to the not to 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 because that, that that song was nominated for it won the Golden Globe yeah. for yeah. our original song. They are dancing so motherfucking hard. They're yeah. sweating that their asses off because that they, they are moving so hard. They were fucking dancing. Oh, it's my favorite song in the whole movie. It's so good. Hard as two motherfuckers can dance, they're dancing. I'm just like Jesus fucking Christ, and they're just like just freak shit house dudes fighting and dancing. And like I'm just gonna say Ram Karan who plays Raju. Hi sir. Hi, sir. <laughs> That's fair, dude. Looks Those are good. pretty attractive dudes. Dude, I look- mean, they're both hot, but like, I'm definitely a little more in the Raju uh, flavor. But fuck, they're they're just hot. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, yeah, it was just oh my god, it was so fucking good. And um, there was another oh yeah, the little the ending music that specifically talks about them. Um, not the ending music, the music when like they go really fucking um, badass where um. Ram, uh, Raju, um, Rama gets a bow and he looks just like the, um, Ram. Yeah. Um, sick, sick. Very cool. Um, also should say Beam's introduction was him fucking trapping a goddamn or fighting a tiger. Yeah. yeah. And he's like holding like that scene from uh, Spider-Man when he's trying yeah. to stop the subway, he's holding a rope around a tree to stop it from killing him. Yeah. It's really cool. Oh my God. So fucking good. It is. It's a lot of fun. I, I, I do. I do really think it's interesting. The reaction to the movie, because I know Netflix is, they have like a lot more like balling tie with films out on their service now. And I love how it, it this is this movie blew up in America. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like it's just it's just this huge, just like darling. It came out of nowhere, and I do love how in in actually in India the movie's like, oh yeah, this is just like you know a pretty uh, standard movie, or it's just like oh, it's just a little embarrassing. It's like, mm. but like it just just the, the the two like disparate reactions to that. How like oh, this this is like a regular movie for them, and this is just like this is the most insane fucking thing of. <laughs> an American has ever seen. Yeah, and yeah. the thing and there's probably and there's like so many like similar like films that are just as insane that I, I need to check out, you know? Um it, it definitely made me like want want to watch more, which I yeah. I mean, it's it, hard like I looked up like a list of like best like Indian movies. They're not really easy to find if you're not in India. So I'd, it'd be nice to have them on more streaming services. So I, I, you know what? If if there's a way that if we can get recommendations, the best uh, Bollywood Hollywood movies to watch, I would definitely uh, welcome any recommendations. The only one I know that's I can probably get to is the Bollywood remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, <laughs> there are two scenes I want to talk about that I remember every time I think of this movie. A uh, number one, it's more of a like a what the fuck at the very beginning of the movie. There is a scene where a a uh, British person comes and pretty much kidnaps this guy's daughter by buying her. And uh, one of the mother gets out in the road and blocks a car and he says, get rid of her. Dude comes up with a large log and swings for the fucking fences <laughs> and smacks, smashes her head with a uh, log, essentially. It was fucking insane. Well, she didn't die. She She's just... not dead because the log shattered into a million pieces. Well, no, she did die. Oh. Uh, did she die? Yeah, because whenever she fell over, her eyes were open. There was blood coming out of her nose and her eyes. But her I thought she gave her back to her mom at the end. No, I, I, no, I, I think she died. Either way, she's not doing good after uh, getting smashed. She's got a big boo-boo. Yeah, because I, I remember her eyes were open, and she was still, yeah. No, she got better. 
What's the other scene? Oh my god, there's another scene at the end of the movie that I think about. Yes, okay, it's a slow motion scene. The only scene where I think, yeah, slow motion made this better, was uh, when the British leader general guy was in his car and it was launched in the air. Oh my god. And he pulls out his gun and quick scopes their fucking car. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. <laughs> because, like, the, you have, like, the evil British the whole movie and it's just like, oh, he's just this old fat man. And then, like, motherfucker just like like an anime the, the old bad guy actually is kind of a badass yeah but like I, that that's something also too i really love about this film it's just making the british look like absolute fucking shitheads and i love that because goddamn they are it's like hey maybe colonialism is bad yeah because like the entire time you know that british guy the the governor he's and the entire time like every time when they're about to kill um an Indian or any, you know, they're going to kill somebody. He tells them not to waste the bullet. It's like, and the, that's the entire fucking thing until finally at the end, he, um, he gets what he deserves. And, uh, but let me tell you, they didn't face, they, they also, they did not, they did waste a bullet, but it went right into his fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> it was sick. Also too, I wanted to look up to, uh, to make sure, uh, because I've been saying Tollywood, what the difference is between Tollywood and Bollywood, and that's it's a language difference. There, um, so uh, Tollywood is South Indian, and their movies are pre- predominantly in Telugu, Tamil, Kannada, and Malayalam. Malayalam. Sorry if I mispronounced that. And then Bollywood is in Hindi, um, but uh, Punjabi, Harai. Haryanvi and Bihari are also languages used, so that's that's the difference. Just just the languages used, got you. Yeah. So and um and and yeah and, and it's like you know South Indian it's space and it, it's in a specific place, but yeah, that's a uh, little fun fact. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, RRR was fucking awesome. Uh, it's fun time. <laughs> it's it's um, on my list, but uh, we'll get to that after after a while. Uh, when we move on to number nines. Yeah. Uh, again, and sorry if I'm seeing kind of spotty on talking about it. I it was July when I watched it. Now it's January. So, but yeah, I, I was able to watch it more recently because I had COVID at toward the end, of, toward the middle of December. So, like, I had nothing but free time. So I finally, like, let's knock out this three hour. Bitch. Yeah, but I am dead set on it being my number ten. It's it's a good time. All right, what's number uh, nine? Number nine. My number nine. Something is in the way. It's nothing. It's Batman. The Batman is my number nine for the year. Fucking loved it. It's. I don't want to say it's my favorite Batman movie, but it is up there very easily. Robert Pattinson is probably my favorite Batman right now because I thought he went hard as shit in this movie. But your favorite Batman movie is Batman vs. Superman, right? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Dawn of Justice? Uh Uh-oh. Are we not on the same? That's mine. Yeah, everybody knows Colt's favorite Batman is Lego Batman, just like me. Yeah, it's that one. Okay, well, Lego Batman's probably actually good. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Anyway, uh, Batman. I could have sworn we saw that together. Anyhow. No. You, we were there in your no, mind. No, we did not see that together, Pat. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I thought I was trying to make a good memory. <laughs> I think you watched that before we even met. Yeah. It, it, it was a prediction of the future. <laughs> we didn't watch it. It's called foreshadowing, Colt. For what? We didn't watch it. So you're not foreshadowing. Whatever. You don't understand literary themes. Go on, Colt. I fucking brought the Nirvana back into my fucking brain with the something in my... Something in the way, not something in my ass. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> That's a TikTok bit. The, yeah, I can't stop saying something it. Something in my ass. Oh. 
good movie. Very I, good. I, I fucking loved it. I think uh, Paul Dano is a freak, and he always plays freaks. I don't know what's up. Uh, he loves to play play those freaky freaks. Yeah, he's a he's a very um, strange little fella. Yeah, I um, how should we approach this though? Because we have a whole episode about the Batman. Uh, yeah, we, we go don't back have and to talk much about. Yeah, it. I, I mean, yeah, uh, we've all seen the Batman. We watched together. Actually, yeah. we talked at length about it on our non-canon file. Um, the Batman uh, for me is on my honorable mentions. Where is it for you, Pat? Uh, it is on my top ten. It is a little further up the list. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. No, we. I mean, we can say no. It's not in the top three, fucker. Uh, it is fifth. It's fifth. Fifth place. Yeah, it's in fifth. Okay. So it, it that's when the uh, the live action movies come in. Yeah. Okay. Ten through six. Spoiler are all animated films for <laughs> me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it was great. Uh, Robert Pattinson is. Mm, I don't know. I would. He you was like a, the cloney Batman more. No, I'm fucking thinking about fucking what's his fucking name? Who? Uh, the Batman for Christopher Nolan movies. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Don't look at me like. How I, do you forget Christian Bale? I fucking you forgot Christopher Walken's fucking name. I think y'all just having a problem with Chris's today. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, he was Robert Pattinson was such a fun Batman, so I I, I couldn't tell you if he's my favorite, but it was really fucking good. Also, I loved how they made the Batmobile scary. Yeah. They did. They did. The scene, the car chase scene, fucking insane. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. The horror aspects of this, though, like, not horror, but, you know. It was some horror. It was It was good. It was so fucking good. It's a nice spooky imagery, like when, like the uh, bit where it's a dark hallway and Batman comes out of it. It's like, oh, that's spooky. Yeah, and yeah. the scene where Batman eats shit from gliding off the top oh. of a building. That was funny. <laughs> that was a good bit. I'm, I'm glad. It's, it's nice to see a hero fuck up every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! And also, that means you have two two top ten movies with Colin Farrell in it. That's oh, true. Yes, I, I do. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yep. I'd be interested if there's any other like common actors in our individual list. I guess yeah. we'll see. Um. All right. Want to move on to the next one? Patrick. All right. My number nine is uh, definitely a movie that didn't get a lot of buzz, but when it came out on Netflix, it's like, you know what? Let's check this out. Uh, it was recommended to me to a friend, and it's like, I really liked it. It's the bad guys. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just, I, I know it may seem, you know, for some reason it may just be like, oh, this is like, you know, a nice uh, animated movie, but like, I really enjoyed it. It's kind of like Ocean's Eleven E, but it's about uh, all these different animals that are usually kind of vilified in other media because the team consists of a wolf, a spider, a, a piranha, a shark, and a snake. And basically, they all are like you know, like very like classy, schmoozy uh, thieves. And over the course of the movie, it's like them getting caught and sort of figuring out. I mean, that's not a spoiler; that's kind of implied. Uh, kind of like figuring out what they want to do next. And it's just a really entertaining movie. And Sam Rockwell plays the wolf in the movie, and he's really good at just like a really schmoozy George Clooney kind of like type of guy. And he does a really good job at it. and like. The, their banter is all really funny. It's just, it's a really solid movie that I think just got kind of buried in the dump months. Yeah. yeah I really want to see it. I just haven't, haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, it, it's definitely on there. That's what I, I hear that. Look at DreamWorks, you know, beginning and ending the year was like two really good movies. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that they can keep it up in the coming years. I mean, get them back to being able to be competing, competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's definitely a lot of stuff that, you know, they do really well. And, you know, you know, Disney makes good things, of course, but, like, it's 
you know, we don't want a monopoly here. So it's nice to see, hey, other people can make fun and engaging media too. Yeah. So I was I really recommend seeing Bad Guys. It's on Netflix. You know, everybody's using someone's channel. Go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Not for long. Watch it quick. Watch it quick. Oh, yeah. They're going to fucking... Okay. Uh, my number nine is the Northman. Northman. Uh, yeah. Saw this back in... Um, Whenever it came out, April. Yeah, April. it was the spring. Yeah, me, me and Colt watched it. Um, yeah, and uh, fucking great. Uh, it's um, David Eggers, another one of his films. Um, it follows uh, a Viking, um, kind of um, similar to if you you know read Vinland Saga about um, father being killed and then getting revenge, and um, it, it's it's partly you know like in a way kind of historical but also too there's like some magical mysticism to it as well magical I, realism i mean it, it, i would say magical like, realism yes there's not I like no firebolts and thunder but like it's definitely like a, a heightened realism yeah it's and it's a i mean it's a gorgeous fucking movie it takes place mostly in uh iceland i want to say or greenland no it's a viking area so one of those yeah and um uh, our main character is played by fucking Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård, yeah. Dude is ripped. Yeah. Dude looks so fucking good. He's ripped as <laughs> he fuck He looks like movie. an absolute fucking monster. There's a berserker scene in the very beginning where... Um, wait, have you seen Northman, Pat? Yeah. Oh, okay, full spoilers. Yeah, I should yeah. say that. Full too. spoilers for the Northman. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, so there's a there's the berserker chant where there's a f- just an old fucker chanting and then they're all all the berserkers are getting hyped up before the morning where they attack a a russian uh village and uh man it is fucking brutal it's so good i mean it was shown in the trailers with the spear throwing yeah like it's thrown at him he catches it midair and he spins and throws it right back Yep. i god damn this movie was so good i'm a viking fan boy I, i love viking stuff i don't i don't condone what they do I think they're bad. I think it's bad what they did. I do, genuinely. But do I have to say that? Do I? I did it. Anyway. Oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't really know you were good. actually asking no, me. No, <laughs> It's like, we don't, we don't condone the actions of Vikings. No. But they are pretty badass. No, it's fun to, like, it's, cr- like, this is some crazy fucking. <laughs> I was just like, we have to, like, preface stuff. Just like, actually, um, Vikings, um, they hurt a lot of people. And we don't think hurting people is, is okay. So just to let you know. Uh, it's like the fact that we have to fucking <laughs> yeah. even joke about saying that. <laughs> I really love this movie. Yeah, it it was fucking awesome. Anya Taylor Joy's in it. She was she was fucking great. Really good. Everyone here was fantastic. Even Willem Dafoe was a little freaky ass. Wow, Willem Dafoe farts. Yeah, yeah, he farted. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan Hawke so good. It's, uh, Ethan Hawke's a bastard. He's short in. The, he's not long in this movie. He's very tiny, uh, but <laughs> he he's really good. Yeah, um, yeah. It was just a. It was just a fucking crazy. Watch this this guy. Um, journey of fucking just anger and masculinity and testosterone fucking trying to get his father's killers and like the entire the time that he's uh there so what he does is he um disguises himself to get him as a slave to get sent to this guy and over the course of like several nights he plagues him basically and um it's just fucking it's just absolutely crazy especially the imagery too where he uh 
he uh, dismembers a guys and then sets them up as like fucking. Uh, as a, was that like a horse, like an effigy on top of the yeah uh, the, the, the roof? It's absolutely crazy. And again, the action, like it's just it's it's fucking like it, it just never. It just never lets up. Well, it does let up. Sorry, there's like some moments where there's not action, but like it just it just goes hard all the way until the very end with the and final. Like, he, he, he kills the fucker. Yeah, with the final battle where they kill each other. It was so crazy good. It's the hardest final fight this last year, in my opinion. Just two naked men fighting in a volcanic area. Yeah, as they cut each other's just heads off. Just bare ass, bare dick and balls, just scooping up lava and throwing each other's. Da- Faces. And it's so crazy, too, because he's Alexander Skarsgård. I think, man, dude's fucking jacked, and, he, and he's strong. But then, like, there's other bigger dudes. I'm like, fuck. Where are they finding these giant I mean, dudes? hell, the, the mountain was in it. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was. He was. <laughs> he crushed a kid's head. He crushed. He almost. Well, oh, yeah. he didn't crush a kid's head. But he, was, I mean, he crushed several dudes' heads. He crushed some dudes. He, he uses his signature move. Yeah. And, um, but then Alexander gets him back. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty fucking crazy. Um, oh my gosh. Especially like the scene with the sword that he gets. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but like it has to be like open. It can only be opened at night. Yeah. Uh, so it can feed. <laughs> and there's even a part in there, too, where because at, at a certain point it goes from being like magical realism to just realism. But like whenever the guys try to unsheath it, they couldn't. They couldn't unsheath it. It's so because there's still some hints of that in there. Also, too, like with the reveal of how like of how he really came to be um, our main character. I, I think his name is Amleth. Um which really like it was really shocking and sad. I, I like how it explores um gener- like generational or familial uh tragedy and trauma um it, it's just it, it's brutal oh god i forgot about that bit with nicole kidman in the movie yeah it, it was crazy so like nicole kidman plays his mother and f- from the very beginning we see that she gets kidnapped by his uncle is the one who kills his father and you're thinking like oh shit like you know you're with him the entire time revenge come to find out um that no like it was actually she was or he he was saving her he they had planned together to kill her husband because she had been um a slave at one point and then he married her you know forced her to have his kid and everything and so like she wanted him to kill her husband and him her her first son and um she reveals that to him after having killed um her other son and wanting to kill you know basically her her husband now his uncle but um it's just this whole fucking thing of her also trying to seduce him her own son (laughs) because um whether or not she like actually wants to fuck her son or like she's just like manipulating him like she shocked him already which is like hey i I conspired to make your your dad dead and then also while you're so shook right now, I'm going to try to put the boobs on you so I can kill you. Yeah. yeah. She was being very manipulative. Yeah. She's not a good person. No, and I can't believe they let Nicole Kidman be the, the spokeswoman for AMC. This yeah. Is, this is the kind of character this you want. Also, is... when's the sequel coming out? I want to know. Yeah, not yeah I thought we were going to get the sequel to that. The no- sequel to the AMC ad. Yeah, I don't know when. But, uh, yeah, does any anybody have any other uh, thoughts on that? It's in my list later. I mean, yeah, but we can talk about it now. No, I want to save my thoughts for later. Uh, Northman is a solid movie. It, it, it was, it didn't hit my honorables or my top ten, but I, it's still a movie that I think was uh, it's well worth seeking out. Yeah, absolutely. 
Ready for number eight? Yep. My number eight is All Quiet on the Western Front, the remake of the remake. Of the remake. Of the remake. <laughs> I think they made this movie a few times. Uh, this is the third one, This I is think. the third one. Yeah. It, it's really fucking good. It takes place during World War One. It's the, from the viewpoint of a, uh, a little German boy. A young German soldier. Well, no, he's not a little boy. It's not come and see. He's like 17, 16 years yeah. old when he's... Uh, Signs up for the war. He had to forge a signature to go to the war. That's I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it's so fucking good. This is probably it's the best World War One movie. Uh, oh, it's really hard to say actually because 1917 fucks. Um, they're I really close together. A top a top three of World War One movies. Yeah, it's really fucking good. It's very hard. It's like, who would have thought, man? World War One was rough. <laughs> well, hey, this is news to me. I think that if you are a fan of any like war movie, you have to watch this one. I, I, I haven't seen the last two, All Quiet on the Western Front, even though I heard they're decent. Uh, this is good. They're decent? They're fine. The first one is considered like one of the greatest films of all time. I haven't seen it. Oh. Well, well, yeah. well, do I have to see the other Cardinal Directions in order to watch this one? Northern front, southern front, eastern front. Shut the fuck up. Oh There's God. no such thing. There oh, is the, excuse the, me. There is the eastern front. There's Pat. I I am tired of your tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. Tomfoolery keeps this fucking boat afloat, Mister oh Man. Um, I highly recommend this movie to anyone. Just, this is on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Um, I I haven't seen it. I want to see it. Um. I, I also want to see the other two because, uh, like Colt, you know, all I've been hearing is good fucking things about this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hey, was this in theaters or did it go straight to Netflix? I think it was straight to Netflix. Net, straight to Netflix, oh. which is crazy because I when I first heard about this, I was like, I did not know they were making a remake. But, like, it was so fucking hyped up. I was like, fuck. So, yeah, I on my watch list. All right, nice, nice. Um, my number eight is another Netflix uh, original uh, exclusive is Wendelin Wild, which is the uh, it's a stop motion animated film directed by Henry Selleck, who's the man who directed Nightmare Before Christmas. And this is a movie that came was like it's really sort of shocking how little publicity this movie got. Like Henry Selleck, you know, directed one of the most famous, you know. And, you know, stop motion movies ever, Nightmare for Christmas, and, like, Netflix said two words about this movie. Yeah, yeah. that's the fucking worst. Because, like, it's not just Netflix. All these fucking streaming services are not respecting animation. Yeah. It's so fucking painful. You know, it, it was so funny because, uh, you know, GDT said that thing about animation. Yeah. It was because somebody, I don't know who fucking did this, or I can't remember, but they, they retweeted that, like, with, a with like, they were trying to, own GDT with like oh like because they were like they took that and then they quote read to it and saying like oh but Netflix is you know canceled how many of their animated shows like not like trying to like got you GDT because you made an animated movie for Netflix like that's not a you're, you're not you're actually proving a very different you're point. you're you're not getting him because he agrees with you it's just that Netflix motherfucker like okay when, when, when people accidentally make make a good point but they think they're trying to you know like, like you're not own somebody like you're on the same side fuck face it's like, yes it's, it's like the clip from Ingram's like yes we agree yeah, yeah. but uh, anyway yeah I this has gotten such bad publicity but 
the people I do know have seen it love it. Yeah, it, it was it was a great it. time. It's about a um a young black girl who whose parents perish, and then she's sent to like a reformatory school after years of just like just troubled life, and her coming to contact with these two demons, uh, played by Key and Peele. Yeah, <laughs> and um and it's just her dealing with like all the weird supernatural fallout that happens from getting in. Uh, involved with these demons and it's such just a visually rich movie like there's just so much to see and i love all the characters and like all the little things they get up to it's like it's just very unapologetically like alternative and it's like direction and it's looks and and it's and like obviously being very pointed in the main characters for the movie because like Tim Burton has come under fire while well, you know he's known to be a goth icon for a lot of people he's like he very infamously said that black people don't fit his aesthetic so like them choosing to make this movie with this explicitly black and POC characters it's like kind of like a big like hey fuck you because you yeah. still make these types of movies with the with, with that aesthetic like and with and with those with these people and it and it's 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 just such a really fun movie and it's not it's just like I will say my only criticism, like not all the plot points, like completely, you know, are seamless. But like to me, that sort of secondary to just like how much fun the movie is, and it's and it's a pretty quick watch. It's like less than two hours, and it's on Netflix. About anybody can watch it, and it's just it just quickly shot at my rank. And it's one of the movies I watched toward the end of the year uh, recently, and I had a great time with it. And I really recommend people searching out this movie because it's. It was tragically under, you know, represented in like in its uh, promotion, but I think word of mouth is really getting the movie around, and I would really encourage uh, anyone who enjoys animations or just good movies to to check it out. Hell yeah, absolutely. Um, my number eight is Marcel the show the shoes on. Ooh, he plays basketball. Yeah. Um. So it's it's, it's like Airbud, right? No, mm, I wish. I, I, you wish. Because I think it'd be right. pretty cool watching Little Shell playing basketball. I mean, sure, but we see that Little Shell do a lot of stuff. He does you, 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 of stuff. you don't think Mar- Marcel can, like, sink a, sink a basket from a half court? No, I don't. Nah, They're he's too tiny. Too tiny, also too very fragile. Yeah, he is uh, very You need fragile. to be careful with these little shells. Please be careful. <laughs> anyway, this is based off of a, a old YouTube-style kind of, like, series um, where you follow a Little Shell uh, with shoes on. With shoes on. And um, for this, it's it's done in the way of kind of like a documentary um, where the director himself plays the documentarian? Yeah. Documentary, whatever. Um, Marcel, because Marcel has lost their family, and Marcel is trying to look for their family. Voiced by Jenny Slate. Fantastic voice work. Um, yeah, it was. Um, me and Colt have seen this, but Pat, you haven't. So obviously not full, you know, spoilers, but it's very, it was a very heartwarming film. Very (laughs) heartwarming, very emotional. Very emotional, like with, you know, family and community. And it was funny too. Marcel's a funny little fucker. (laughs) It was so funny, especially like with the dog, (laughs) like he has to go. (laughs) It was, it was really good. Um, yeah, we we had a blast. Uh, there, there was a point in the movie though, where like I got very teary eyed personally, um, it was uh, it's very good. I, I don't know where it's at, but you know, it, it's uh, if you can watch it, watch it because it's yeah. it's a very quick watch. It's like it, an hour and thirty. I feel like by this point, it has to be streaming somewhere. Yeah, but I remember 
Yard House, we went out to see everything everywhere all at once, and this was one of the trailers that played before it. And I feel like like Eli and JoJo said after movies like that trailer had me tearing up. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. like it, it seemed like a really sweet movie, and like I think that'll be a really fun one to watch uh, when I'm able to get a hold of it. Yeah, absolutely. Ready to move on? Yeah. All right. The next movie, what number are we? Seven. Number seven. Uh, my number seven is Babylon. Babylon. Uh, it's not a small lawn for babies. It's Babylon. It's really, really fucking... This was a sleeper hit, I would have to say, because a lot of people did not go and see it. And that sucks, because I really enjoyed it. Uh, fuck, man. It, it's also my uh, seventh as well. Because once you start this movie, it's it just goes off the rails immediately. Yeah. I want to. I don't want to say what happens. We at the very can't beginning. say what. I just happens. want it to just happen to you as you're watching it. Just let it happen to you as you're watching it. Uh, yeah. Um, me and Colt watched this in theaters. Uh, pretty packed theater too. Oh yeah, there was a, a lot, lot of people. people were there for th- a three hour film. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of three hour movies this year. I noticed. Yes, yeah, but they're fucking good. Uh, three hours and twelve minutes. Or 20. I think it's the longest three-hour movie this year. Ah, yeah. Is it the longest movie this year? It's one of them. It's one of them. But, uh, yeah. I mean, it it goes hard. Uh, directed by same same guy who directs La La Land, Whiplash. Just an absolute fucking ride from start to finish. Yeah. Um, like, Brad Pitt is fantastic. Margot Robbie is fantastic. What is the guy that plays the main character? Manny. Uh, I got to look at that. He was really fucking good in this. Okay. And then Toby Maguire. Oh, my God. Diego Calva. Diego Calva. He's really good. Diego Calva is really good. Um, yeah, Toby Maguire doesn't appear till later in the fucking movie. Dude's a freak. He is a demon <laughs> it, from hell. There is a section in there that's so just fucking nasty. Well, sorry. There's a lot of nasty yeah, shit in this movie. Lot. But there's a specific section that's just like L.A. underground. That's just fuck. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's really good. It's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a blast. Um Oh my gosh! There's a nice little love letter to uh, Hollywood at the end. It's it's yeah. So we're we're starting off from early 1920s. So we're just in the silent film era. It's kind of going from there, um, kind of ex- uh, exploring like the start of it, and then going from there all the way into the talkies. Yeah, yeah, and um, it it's uh, it's a very interesting look at early Hollywood and how um, film has evolved. I'll say that. It's really fucking good. Um, especially the last, like, 30 minutes. Uh, there, there's a specific sequence at the very end that I was completely surprised about that was just like, whoa. Okay. And it was really cool. Um, I actually have a little review for it on my letterbox if you want to check it out. But definitely watch the movie first <laughs> yeah. if you have the time. No, yeah, this, this one's still... Probably theater exclusive right now, correct? Yes. I imagine so. Because yeah. I know our local theater, at least in town, it just recently got it. And this it's been a few weeks since it's had, like, I guess it's more, I guess, soft release, I suppose. Because it came out, what, at the end of December? The uh, middle. It was middle. It's Christmas. Okay. It was around Christmas oh, time. Oh, yeah, it was. 20-something. Yeah. Um, yeah, also, to give you a better an idea, too, of how of how the movie follows, you follow, you follow the three 
characters. It's um, Diego Calva's character Manny, Margot Robbie's character. Uh, I don't remember her his name. Her name um, uh, Nelly. Nelly, and then you follow Brad Pitt's character Jack, and um, Jack or Brad Pitt's is like the older, like already established Hollywood star. Um, Margot Robbie is up and coming actress, and then. Manny is like basically like a up, director slash assistant, up and coming executive, yeah. basically somebody who handles the stuff behind the scenes, like directing, um, f- assistance and setting stuff up. You know, getting stuff moving, and um, it's it, it's really <laughs> it was pretty fascinating to watch it. Like it was really it was just a really cool movie, and I, oh man, it, it's it's severely um underrated i think there's one scene in the movie that is funny as shit uh it's whenever movies started turning into talkies and i find that <gasps> oh, funny oh as fuck. oh my god okay the moment when they started doing talking films so when they have to do audio stuff it is so fucking funny i don't want to spoil it <laughs> i don't want to spoil so it good. but literally i think everybody in the theater was fucking cackling it was <laughs> so funny yeah, definitely go check it out. Nice, nice. This was a fiver. This me. was a fiver. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, uh, a little bit of a last-minute change like happening uh, right now. Fair enough. Uh, because, you know, last-minute change happened uh, earlier in this uh, portion of the show. Uh, I'm actually switching my uh, six and my seven real quick. Um, I'm going to make my next movie uh, Turning Red. Okay. Okay. Uh, I watched this at the very beginning of the year when it was released on Disney Plus. Um, and I watched it recently. Um, and I was like, wow, this is a really fucking fun movie. Really sweet, heartwarming. Um, this is about a, a young Canadian uh, Asian girl who lives with her mother and father at, at a local temple in town. And it's just like her dealing with like the expectations of her mother and trying to like you know have her own in, burgeoning independence as a as a young teen, and it's when she discovers that she has you know this ability to turn into a red panda, and and all t- sort of spirals out from there in like hilarious and heartwarming ways. And I just really love this movie. I know like Disney, whatever, but like I it's to me it's really fun, really heartfelt. Touches on some stuff that like I'm glad that we're seeing more people get the chance get a chance to talk about like generational trauma. I know for some people that might be like that's not a new thing or like it's a new thing that's got old very really quickly. You know, your mileage may vary on that, but I think it's a really a really good point for young people to be able to, you know, have to confront like, "Hey, I know you're my parents and you did a lot for me, but like, you know, you're still capable of making mistakes and those mistakes affect me." And and plus, plus you know, dealing with, you know, puberty and like specifically like periods and like how just open and honest they are about what that's like and i'm not just like ew gross nasty it's like hey this happens to people like there's nothing to like try to shy away from and for them to address that so directly in a movie is is uh it's a really good thing and plus i just love the aesthetic it's like this really soft like 90s color palette uh, and you know a lot of great references to anime, especially like Magical Girl series. It's it's a really cute movie. Uh, points knocked off for not uh, acknowledging 9/11, of course. Damn, you took that from me, fucker. <laughs> Which is a bit that we had earlier in the year. 
about how uh, a guy it, was like, they doesn't talk about 9-11, so it's not a real movie. Yeah. I'm just like, it takes place in Canada. <laughs> like, I mean. Why weren't they talking about 9-11? Why would they talk about 9-11? It's like, it just is, it's completely irrelevant. The Rock eyebrow raise. Oh. Also, points knocked off. Talking about periods. Gross. Points knocked off. Women. Gross. But, uh, you know, um. <laughs> yeah, Colt, you've seen it too, right? Yeah, it was a really fun movie. Uh, Turning Red is really cute, really uh, really good. Check it out. Uh, Disney Plus, you know, pretty easy to get a hold of. Shame that it didn't get its, its day in theater, because I think this really would have done well in those. It was it was in theaters. Or not very long. Yeah. It was not, not very publicized either, but yeah, I would say it's, it's well worth seeking out. Yeah. yeah. I agree on green. All right, let's move on. This is going to be six. Number what did, six. What I thought you didn't say yours. I don't have to. It's Babylon. They're, oh, okay. They're both Babylon. Oh, okay. Why would I talk about Babylon again? Fuck you. Kiss my ass. <laughs> my number six is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Another one that snuck in because the same day we watched Babylon, we watched Push in Boots. Push in Boots. Very good movie. Holy Push in shit. Boots. I think this is like. The best Shrek movie, easily, hands down. Fantastic movie. Puss, Chihuahua, other cat I can't remember the name. Kitty Softpaws. Kitty Softpaws. Everyone was so good. The main villain of this movie is uh, so... Of, f- of the multiple villains. Of the it. multiple villain, but he's Jack. Is the name right? Jack Horner. Jack Horner? That dude's ugly as shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because he's supposed to be... Because he's he's based off the nursery rhyme of little Jack Horner, who suck his... Uh, thumb and a pie, pie pulled out a plum. Yeah. What a good boy and I. And like his, like he still has a baby face, just giant grown just, man. Yeah. Body. He he was kind of similar to fucking uh, Wilson Fisk from uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah. He's a freak. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and just and I and the the, the different crisscrossing like stories you have like you know Puss's story and then like you had like the the the, the bad guys we have Goldilocks and the Three Bears. You had Jack Horner and like all the competing plot lines and. And the opening bit with Puss is like, you know, he, he hijacks someone's mansion, throws a wild-ass party, and then he gets run out and then has to save the day from a fucking giant. And that giant sequence, I'm sure everyone's seen it by now oh, on yeah. Twitter or somewhere. It is so fucking cool. It is so cool. Especially seeing it in theaters. Oh, my God. Yeah. If you have a chance, it sh- should still be in theaters. Go watch that in theaters. Go it's, watch it's it in theaters. so good on it's that big screen. It's so fucking good. Oh, my God. It's one of the best animated films of 2022. Yes, easily fucking peak animation right here. Yeah. Who would have thought that a, a, a Shrek movie that coming out in 2023 would be like, oh, this is actually like a, a top movie, like for real, for real. Now, you're maybe thinking, all three of us have watched Puss in Boots. And now, currently, where it's on the list, Pat and Colt have it as their number six, but I don't. So I will have to talk about it later. Okay. But obviously, I fucking loved it. I'll say that. Uh, but just keep in mind, full spoilers because we have all three seen it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, also, I'm sh- you've probably seen this character by now, but that motherfucking wolf is the so goddamn wolf. cool. Like, yeah, from is. the first time I saw him in the trailer, I was like, damn, that wolf looks very, like, the eyes. It's the, the eyes. Bl- he, it's like blood red eyes. But he looks so prolific. I was like, I was like, oh, that's just the big bad wolf. And kind of. But we find out his role, and it is 
batshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. DreamWorks really, like, I've seen this everywhere, but DreamWorks really just dropped one of the coldest fucking villains in animation, and it's so good. And and, and, it's, and it's so jarring to see how, how menacing and, like, cool this character is to come from, you know, the Shrekiverse, lack of a better word. Yeah. And, like, when Puss has his initial confrontation with the wolf, and they're just like, oh, wait, whoa, fuck, what's happening here? Because, like, Puss and Boots bleed after, like, he's like, I've never been touched by a blade, and, you know, blood trickles down his head. They're just like, oh, shit, this is a different kind of movie because it's going to be happening. Yeah. And then as soon as he gets cut, he, like, hair sticks up and he runs away like a scared cat. His hair starts sticking up, he starts breathing really heavy, and it's just immediately, like, flight. Not fight, flight mm-hmm. response sets in. Like, he is scared shitless of Like, I, the the terror that, the fear and terror that's depicted in this is so real. It is. It's like they got a real cat. It is, well, it's like they morphed a, re- a real man and a real cat together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they had a real The Fly situation in Cronenberg. They put a cat and Antonio Banderas into a chamber, fused them together, and that's just, that's what happened. They, exactly. Oh, that is exactly what happened. And it. Oh, it's so good. Um, I'll, I'll talk about more about it later. The, it, it's a. We're talking spoilers, right? Yeah, we're talking spoilers. Uh, like death is. Oh well, the wolf is death. I, I don't know if we said that. We did not say that. Thank you. Well, it's a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna save it for later, but yeah. But death in this movie is so fucking good. It, it, he reveals to um, Puss that. He's been there at every single death that he's had. And in the first uh, part of the movie, whenever he's fighting the giant, if you look in the crowd of people uh, when he's fighting the giant, you can actually see death in the in a dark alley with glowing red eyes. It's pretty cool. It's hard to get without like pausing it or something like that. But death is there at his uh, last death. Yeah, so yeah, the wolf is death. That was kind of the big thing that was like revealed to us that that that's what I was hinting at that's he's not the big bad wolf he's death but the reason why he appears as the big bad wolf we can assume is because he's puss in boots opposite basically a cat and dog yeah, yeah. and um it is <laughs> crazy introduction cuz like like pat said you know he he makes puss in boots bleed but when he first is introduced he just appear like there's a whistle and then he just he's there and it's just like, whoa, what the fuck? And this is after Puss had already used his eighth life. So he was down to his last one. And so, of course, he appears. And there, and a fight ensues. And it is so fucking good. And then later, we, we are shown that, like, okay. Because it isn't until, like, I want to say halfway through the through the movie where he reveals that he's death. And he, and he says this really good line of, like, he's, like, not metaphorically, not figuratively, not poetically. I'm death straight up. Yeah, it goes hard as <laughs> It fuck. goes so fucking hard. And he shows, too, he has these cool sickles that he can turn into, like, fist-like weapons, turn into a staff. But he shows he has every single life that Puss has wasted on his fucking sickle. And it, it is just... It, stellar fucking voice work and um, animation. There is a very awesome scene at the end of the movie where he's fighting Puss, and when he's fighting him, he's swinging his blade, his scythe blades at him, and uh, in the reflection of the blades, you can see himself. So he's technically seeing death uh, because the fight was so close that Puss could have killed him. It was really good. Yeah. It's just fantastic. I, I, yeah. 
um, a lot of crazy imagery with death. It was cool. And and just like the the, the really cool transition between like uh, DreamWorks, you know, CG to Spider Verse, you know, essentially because it it has that shift whenever there's like a big action. And there's a lot of really good action in Puss in Boots, which is like like again, who would ever expected this from yeah. a Puss in Boots movie in 2022? But it's it's really hard to not sing its praises more. Yeah. Um, the Chihuahua, man. Definitely, if it's still out in theaters where you live, please go check that out. If, you, if you've seen it already, you already know. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a break before we get into our top five, so we will be uh, right back with you. back everyone this is the AYCH 2022 best movies awards if you would uh continue on with the rest of your list is nope okay if you didn't want to say it then we can just go to the (laughs) all right go on right on (laughs) no my number six is Jordan Peele's nope uh fucking just amazing um yeah that's all I gotta say no uh it it was a god everybody was great in it uh Kaluuya um God damn it, what's her name? What is her name? What is her name? Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer was fucking great. And then the um, uh, uh, the guy who plays Angel. Uh, uh, Brandon Pereira. Yeah, which I, I I watched a thing about him, about his uh, audition, and, like, it, it was pretty uh, – it was pretty touching because like he he basically like did that and like he didn't – they apparently Jordan Peele had to rewrite part of the – part of the story and script because he liked him so much because he was supposed to die in the movie right yeah but he liked his audition so much that and he told him he was like i he's like so actually uh what we're gonna do is i actually had to rewrite uh part of the story for you so that we can how we're gonna include your character and like it didn't click with him he was like he was like oh shit like you know he he got the part yeah it was so it was it was so nice yeah this movie was great i mean uh, it deals with uh, a more kind of fringe kind of topic, which is aliens and alien abductions, you know, UFOs specifically, and that kind of UFO culture. It was really cool and did something that a lot of people didn't expect that was completely unique for a, for a UFO type of uh, film. It was also really fucking funny, too. And it, yeah, it, was. it was so um, – it was very – genuine like it, it was so good um there's a lot of great imagery and like just memorable scenes from the movie like obviously there's there's one big one i kind of want to wait till the end but just like all just all the different just understated moments with daniel kaluuya throughout the whole movie yeah like, especially when there's like that shadow moment when he just there's something over his head and you just see how his eyes just penetrate the darkness and it's just and yeah. slowly all, goes over. All of the horror moments were executed so well. Like with like you said, like with the quick shots we get of the UFOs that fucking moves. Like you're like you like it's the quick camera panning, like you just see something go over the fucking mountain. So cool. And then even the big fucking scene where it swallows everyone and it's like nothing but screams and it looks like they're moving through organs. Yeah. Um, oh, spoilers, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know it. You're yeah, already I'm, halfway I'm just, through. I'm just making sure because we've all seen it. So, yeah, the UFO is actually a living thing. It's not a... It's not a... Spacecraft. Vehicle. It's not a spacecraft. It's an actual 
creature and that makes it really interesting and um it that's what it adopt when it adopt abducts people it eats it's eating them mm-hmm. and it's uh it's terrifying and they and i also watched a little thing about how they filmed that too it's pretty simple but so fucking good so basically they had this like kind of like um like tube like um like you would use for like uh <laughs> it's like one of those soft ones like you have for um ventilation Kind of, kind of, or like you would have like animals run through, you know. Oh, okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about yeah. to say, like, is it like the little cat tube people? Like, yes, it's like a cat tube, and they had people in there, and they just had blood and fake blood and all that stuff yeah. in there. It, it's really, it, and it's sitting on a table, and they, they're running it through. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it, it's fucking crazy, like, how terrifying he is. And also, too, Gordy going ape shit. Yeah, <laughs> the, ape shit. The monkey. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Um like and then a lot you know there's a lot of stuff dealing dealing with like animals and animals in hollywood but also just again another another film that actually kind of that talks about hollywood a little bit now Um, that i think about it it's so much funnier it's not really funny it's funny that uh logan paul didn't understand the gordy sequence of the movie yeah now that we know all the shit about him i don't know abandoning a pig yeah let's see it it, kind of yeah like yeah, I'm just saying, if you didn't understand the Gordy stuff or why it was in there, think a little harder. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, really though, because like, I I know where people are. I I, I get that where they still think about like, okay, what's up with the shoe? You know, like, why is the shoe standing there? Like, what is it? What does it have to do? And like, it, it's just a simple thing of like a bad miracle. You know, because that that was something that was like stated in the film where Kalia's character asked, "What's a bad miracle?" And um, that's kind of the theme of like, well, this is a miracle, but it's bad. Like a shoe standing up by itself while everybody's being fucking massacred by a chimpanzee, kind of a miracle. And then now there's, um, a UFO that could potentially either be killing people or they could get them, you know, rich quick with actual footage, but also it's killing people and it's eating people and, you know, bad miracle. Um, or just the wild shit that happens, you know? So, yeah, um, it's crazy fucking movie. Yes. <laughs> that, that's, oh, man, so good. Uh, yeah, and Steven Yoon, I should mention him, too. Yeah. He's, he's, I love his fucking jacket in that movie. Yeah, it is so good. Um, it's like rhinestone, like, saucer on his back with a little alien. Just like, I, I, I wanted to buy that jacket. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of, oh, man. I love, too, how it's divided up, the sequences, and, after the names, after the, um, it's mostly horses, but then also there's the Gordy sequence. Um, yeah, I like how that's divided up. I think that's really fun. Um, oh, man. God, just a scene at the very beginning of the movie where it starts raining, like, pocket stuff, like, from yeah. the pocket, just uh, coins and stuff that are I, penetrating I, stuff. Yeah, that was really terrifying about how all these metal objects are just falling out because, you know, the UFO, when it's eating, it doesn't eat metal, so it just spits them out. It can't, it can't eat like organic or inorganic objects. I guess we should mention the probably the most terrifying scene. Um, like that, that's the one I was like, oh, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec. Um, At least if, if I'm thinking the same one that you are. Blood rain? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so the UFO just ate all the people at the fucking park. And it's floating over our main character's house. To the song, I Wear My Sunglasses. I Wear My Sunglasses, which there's the remix for that. That's available on Spotify. It's so good. It's so good. So good. Um, And it's eating those people. And as it's eating them, you know, it's crushing, 
them and as it's doing that it's it's raining over their house but it's just raining blood mm-hmm. and the whole fucking house gets soaked in blood all of their objects that were in their pockets start falling out into the onto the house it is a crazy brutal fucking scene and and just like just the scale of the scene you just see this extreme perspective of like from the ground to the sky the house the giant chasm that is, that is the the orifice for feeding for the UFO, and then you see the, the scale of the UFO itself. It's a completely shadows the house, and you just see this circular drain, the deluge of blood all over this house. And because like Kiki, uh, Kiki Palmer character and Brandon Pereira character and are in the house, and Danny Kluge is just stuck, stock still in his van, and just like watching this insane image in front of him. <laughs> it's like great. Like I, I think Pat said this, or you know. Crazy imagery in this fucking movie. I love it. And then when the when the UFO like fully reveals itself at the end, like and when it's just like fed up and like it's an attack mode. Yeah, it's full on angel. Um, like very Evangelion uh, side type. You know, shit. I completely forgot. We we actually reviewed Nope. Oh shit, we did for an episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, damn. we don't have to go too much. We don't into have to that. go too. I'm sorry, I didn't think about that. You watched it though. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Nope is uh, it's a little further up my list. Um, We'll get to that here shortly, but it's easily like one of the best movies this year, like yes. without question. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it for me. Now we're into top five. five. My number five is a movie also watched recently ish. Um, it is The Whale, directed by uh, Darren Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky, also known as director of Ass to Ass and Ripping a Baby Apart. <laughs> This one's got a little sweetness to it. <laughs> but this movie actually destroyed me. Yes. Yeah. Woo! I cried the entire time I was watching this movie. It was so fucking sad and so much so much pain. Uh, if you want to know, just I'm not going to say any details about it, uh, but it's about a very, very overweight, obese man that is refusing to go to the hospital, and uh, his family and friend try to get him to get help and uh he's just clearly struggling with something and yeah um so he's uh he's also a a professor Uh, he teaches online classes he's a a literature professor and um it's just it's really sad um and so because you know also because like his friend is trying to get him to help but he's he doesn't want help and like colt said he's struggling with something else um and he also tries to reconnect with his uh daughter um, it, it's just, it's heartbreaking. It's so sad. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I I'm thinking it. about it now and I'm just, kidding. I, I'm kind of, I'm cracking up right now. Um, you're laughing. What the n- fuck? No, I, I like, I, I'm getting, <laughs> um, no, I watched this with Cole and I mean, me and Cole, both. We took a second before we left because, like, I had to cry it out a little bit before we had to walk out into the light and yeah, have the people look at me. Because we both were crying from beginning to end. It was just, it's a beautiful film. I should mention that too. Like, because I know um, everybody, including us, we were like thinking, like, this movie's called The Whale. You know, Brendan Fraser plays an obese man. Like, is this going to be exploitive? Is this going to be mean? Absolutely not. It is not exploitive. It is not mean. It is not in any way trying to shame this person or anybody. It is very much a, like, it's just a real and very empathetic, sympathetic, and just 
it, it it's done with a lot of care in mind. Yeah. And I really recommend everybody to just watch it once. I don't know if I could ever watch it again. Oh no, never, never again. Because like, I, I was very pleased to find that our, our local theater was finally getting the whale. And it's like, oh, I can't wait to go on like a $5 Tuesday and just ball my eyes out. So hopefully I'll be able to get that in and just have like a nice, just sob in the dark. Because, you know, it's as dubious as it was about Darren Aronofsky. And you get, one of our earlier episodes this year where Jody and I just like shit can mother because fuck that movie. It's not good. Don't watch it. Or but, watch it if you want to suffer. It's up to you. Yeah, your mind may vary, I'm sure. But. I really appreciate this movie, if nothing else, for just, like, letting Brendan Fraser get his, you know, time in the spotlight again. Because, like, he lost it under very terrible circumstances that recently has come to light. And just been able to him to show that, you know, he's a fantastic actor. And Mm -hmm. this is... Is a great spot for. I'm sure it looks a little strange on the outside looking in, but his just like performance, just from the little I've seen, shines through whatever weird veneer may be on this movie for people. Yeah, it, it's he. He is great. Everybody is great in that movie. Um, because uh, Sadie Sink from Stranger Things, he yeah. plays his daughter. daughter and Hong Chow from The Menu. She's also in the movie. Really fucking good. She was great. Oh God, fuck. Man, I don't like thinking about it. It's sad. It's, <laughs> it's pain. so sad. But uh, yeah, great movie, great five movie. stars. Never want to see it again. I hated it. Uh, I love it. <laughs> it so caused much. me so much pain. Yeah. All right. Because the next morning we had to do something, and uh, getting in Wenzel's vehicle, I was thinking about. It. I was like, man, I'm so sad. I'm still sad. <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> like it's it's such a good film. My number five is a movie that we discussed a little earlier, and that is The Batman. I really appreciate this movie. I really enjoyed just the somber, horror-tinged uh, flavor of this Batman. I just love the direction it went. It's, it's to me, one of the more unique versions of Batman that's come out. And, and, and the more, on the sliding scale of, like, fantasy versus re- realism, this is probably my, the version I, I, I really appreciate, just on the aesthetics and its looks, and and you know it's just it's a really strong uh, adaptation of Batman for me personally as someone who's seen I would say all of them all the major ones so far and this one really stuck with me and I'm and I think it's just you know without reiterating too much it's just a, one of the strong movies this year and um we talked about it a lot already on the show and on previous installments so uh if you haven't seen Batman by some chance, please check that out. You, uh, I think it'll be worth your time. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, my number five is Eno O. And um, again, this is another film me and Colt saw together. This is uh, an animated feature from uh, Ma, uh, Masaki Yuasa. You know, uh, cl- like. Devil May Cry Baby. Um, House, household name, or you know, yeah, in animation, I mean, very anime, legendary. big yeah. anime director, especially as of late. And this was a beautifully um, animated film. It, it takes place in uh, feudal Japan, where we follow um, a kid who, for a kid up until his adult, which we follow him mostly in adulthood, where his name is Inoo. He's born to a um, very um, uh, a family. They they do performances. Um, theater basically and uh, but the thing is is that he is deformed uh due to some mysterious ancient ritual um and so you you kind of see like 
that he he's very like like you know like that obviously um so we we um we get to kind of see him and then also too we meet a, a blind musician uh we follow him again from how he got blind which was actually a very crazy opening scene yeah um because uh no sorry not full spoilers um so uh he he becomes a, a biwa priest where he travels around plays the biwa while also talking um seeing the songs of the um Hayake, uh, um, the war between the two, the Genji and the Hayake. Yeah. Um, talk about that, and then uh, eventually they both meet and they become a pair. Where we get just this cool, just journey of two bros playing music. Two bros playing music. He, um, the uh, the Beaver Priest. He uh, he goes right into uh, doing like a performance to like his op- he's basically the opener for Inoo and then Inoo goes directly into his um singing singing and, and performing because uh it, it's it's theater so he does a lot of he has like props and stuff but also too there's like some there's a um, magical aspect because he sees um spirits and the spirits tell him the stories and then that's how he's able to uh, perform because are, these are stories that they have been told. So every time he does a performance, it's just a one-time show. Mm-hmm. So the fir- that one time that you see it, that's the only time you'll ever see it again. And um, it's really cool. The music was fantastic. Uh, I will never, get, I will never get over those fucking songs. I immediately added the music to our Spotify playlist because nice. they're so fucking good. It's like it's a combination of. Um, no, sorry, go ahead. No, so, sorry, no, it's fine. Um, it's a combination of the the traditional music that they had with the Biwa, and then also with theirs back then. But also too, it incorporates a lot of modern stuff. Um, you know, electric uh, guitars and stuff like that. And that's to I think hype and exaggerate that this guy was a fucking rock star because it's based on um historical like events. Kind of, um, there was an Inoo. Um, this, you know, there were the Hayake and the Genji and this point in history of Japan did happen. Um, yeah, it, it was, uh, two, two bros traveling around, uh, playing music. Also, uh, you know, I was played by Queen V. Is that his name? Or yes. Their name? Yeah. They are really good singers. They, uh, if for a reference, they sung the opening for, uh, Dororo, the newest animated form it's so fucking good. Their voice is really good, and they uh, they belted it out here as well. Yeah, um, the voice for Eno Queen Bee, absolutely fantastic. Every time they sang, it was like I said, added the music immediately. Um, my favorite song was uh, Kujira, the song about the um, the whale. Yeah, yeah, it was so sick. Um, yeah, if um, I was really happy when it came to our uh, theater nearby. Um, got a chance to see it. It came out in 2021, but didn't come to U.S. until this. Um, so this past for year. our for our uh, me- metrics, we count that. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I, you know, there, there's, there's something that happens in the film that's like just it. Um, you know, it's always, of course, uh, something that can get in the way of not only art but also friendship, and it's just, it's a really heartbreaking movie as well i by the end of it i was very um i was also teary-eyed with the ending it was yeah um yeah great movie i loved it nice i don't know if that's streaming anywhere you can probably find it on dvd you probably somewhere. rent it maybe probably um because it came out october somewhere in there i remember it toward like the middle of the latter part of the year when gotcha. y'all went to go see it i don't remember it's been a bit yeah 
We'll ready see. to go to number four? Yeah, we can. All right, number four for me. Uh, not yet at the top three, but we're getting there. But number four for me, Colt, is Avatar The Way of Water. Jameson Cameron has done it yet again. <laughs> this old bastard. And people said, I don't know how it gets fanned. It has no cultural significance. Nobody likes it. Nobody saw it. Fuck you. It made billions of dollars. So somebody's watching it. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. I loved the first one back when I first saw it, but I hadn't seen it in 11, 12 years, however many years it's been since uh, it came out. I rewatched it before I went and saw this one. Fuck, it was still good. This one was way better. I fucking love Avatar, and I can't wait for the next three because Jameson Cameron has already confirmed we're getting one through five. He he can't be stopped. There'll be more Avatars. Yeah. It's just so fucking good. Uh, Jake Sully is the only name that I remembered all these years, but I know Neytiri and... Uh, Quaritch, that freak of nature. Quaritch, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, these names are burned into my brain now. I, I fucking, <laughs> I'm a big uh, Avatar head. Yeah, yeah. Colton went to live with me. Avatar pilled. Uh, you goddamn wrong. Right. Fucking been Avatar pilled since 2009. Yeah, and Tanner said that Avatar's dog shit. Well, Doo doo butter. I, yeah, we should talk about that too. Like for the longest time, Tanner said like Avatar is not good, and so every time anybody brought up Avatar in our group. Like, everybody who didn't like it would just jump on the fucking train of, like, yeah, Avatar sucks, and Tanner would do it, too. He's like, yeah, it sucks. And when we every time we'd ask him, like, did you watch it? Watch the first 30 minutes of it. Fell asleep. And, he, and then... Uh, that, he pulled a real The Last of Us with that movie. The stupid fucking yeah. rule of his is where if the first 30 minutes doesn't capture him, then, then it's not good or it's just not worth his time. But then the fucker actually ends up watching the movie with his wife... I love Avatar now. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then he went and played uh, Last of Us with us. I love uh, Last of Us. Like, it's just like, okay, maybe the 30-minute rule is not a good rule. Yes. Um. Yeah, I saw the Avatar Way of Water 2. Uh, it's in my honorable mentions. Fucking fantastic. I love it. Um, the fucking fighting scenes in this movie are intense and insane. The, the CG is I mean, top of the line. Gorgeous. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely... I'm definitely Avatar neutral, but like if I can say nothing else about what I've seen, I guess secondhand, it's like the movie looks gorgeous. I can't fault it for the way how good it looks. If you like water, buddy, there's a lot of it, and it looks good. It looks so good. I mean, God. If there was one thing I had to say that I didn't like about Avatar, it's the fact that uh, Sigourney Weaver voices a 15 year old. It's so fucking weird. I will say there was an interesting interview from her because whenever they had her come back to voice Kiri, she was not sure about that because she would be playing a fucking 14, 15 year old, you know. But it's, you know, 70 year old. Yeah, it's a 70 woman, 70 year old woman's so voice. Coming she, actually, from a child. she actually ended up attending like a high school, I think, to like listen to like kids talk. And what she learned is that they either sound really young or they just sound like fucking adults. And yeah. so she's just like, okay, well, I'll just talk like myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I think there were some people who took that interview in, in bad faith and like, oh, she's a predator or something. It's like, what? I did not see there, that. There are some people on my on, on the far end of my timeline who like took that in very bad faith. And it's like, she ended up kind of just, if you, if you actually read the article, just like she kind of just went full circles like I'll just be me I'll just sound like fucking Sigourney Weaver 
but yeah. she's really good other than her voice. Her voice is weird because it's Sigourney Weaver's but grown it, ass it, voice. And I, 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 that's just. And plus, it's defining it in the first movie when, like, she's in her avatar body, has a fucking, like, college t shirt. It's like, the, the fucking, like, the rigmarole is like people who are crazy about their college go to the trouble of buying a fucking avatar fitted shirt for their goddamn, like, alien bodies. It's like, what the fuck? They can't be <laughs> naked out there. They can't be naked. Even though all the fucking uh, Navi are fucking naked. Well, I think it's funny, too, that with when you have the people in their avatars, it's just. Weird to think like they had a commission, they had a specifically commissioned clothes made to fit avatar bodies. Yeah, like bodies. a nine foot tall body. But even then, it's like the fab or the clothes that they do make, it's like it's all tight fitting. Yeah. <laughs> like they're like, no matter what, I, like for some reason, there's no fabric or clothing that can like be loose on them because they're all jacked. Yeah. And slim. And core, this. Just watch it, man. Please watch the Avatar. I need more. This is Jameson Cameron's The Lord of the Rings right here. This is the next Lord of the Rings like no, You're I, laughing. I mean, but I mean this I'm is not real. laughing at you. It's just like it's a it's a funny statement. It, it is, but I mean it's true though. Like because like it's so funny. Like people, you know, Colt's not wrong. There was this thing I saw where people have been talking about how like for the longest time it was like people denied Avatar. Like it's really weird. Like people were like, "Oh, I didn't watch that. Nobody watched that." It's like, "Now the fuck did it make a billion dollars?" And I I literally there's been article an article I've seen about this. It's just some weird phenomenon where people are like are talking about it and it's just like like no, like it it's a big deal and it's gonna like five fucking movies. Yeah, it's going to be the next Lord of the Rings. I mean, it and it's good. It's, it's good really now. Good. Don't get me wrong. There's like you know some like some sh- like cliche stuff in the first movie, but I mean it's still good. And I mean especially with the technology and what they accomplished with it, and now with Way of Water, I mean they're only getting better. So uh-huh. yeah, hundred percent. Well, yeah, that's my uh, fourth movie. Number four. Uh, my number four is one we talked about already. My number four is Note. Really good. Uh, don't really have too much more to add. Hey, it's it's my favorite Jordan Peele movie that I've seen of this trilogy of horror because I haven't seen Get Out yet. Oh, okay. That's a good one. So, uh, I'll definitely get to that at some point. But nope, real, real good. Man, you, you started with us? Yeah. That sucks. I don't care for us that much. It's fine. I mean, I mean, like hot take. I think us is fine, and, and, and it's like a movie. Uh, a lot of great performances in it. The movie's like solid. There's a lot of good stuff in it. Uh, I, there's some parts at the end that I think are like kind of dumb and bullshit, yeah. but it's still a, a it's a fine movie. Yeah, and that seems to be the general consensus with uh, most of the folks I've talked to. Not yeah. bad, but not amazing. Get get it. nope though. Pretty fucking slick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, next up. Is a movie that we all watched together. And also all talked about, too. All talked about Incantation. There's not really too much more I want or can say because it was a fucking awesome found footage horror film. Uh, go watch it for yourself. We watched it on Netflix, right? Yeah, we all yes. watched it together on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there. but I don't know if it's still on there. If it's not, I'm sure it's rentable, maybe, yeah, hopefully. Somewhere. Um, go watch it. It's a really cool found footage. I mean, it, it follows, you know, of course, a, a woman and her child. But it, the way it opens, it, she she keeps mysteriously mentioning she broke a taboo. Um, and we go from there of, like, traveling from when this happened and into the present day. It's so good. 
go check it out. Go check out our episode too. Um, yeah, we'll definitely, there's, there's definitely a lot more in depth conversation about incantation, which like I think we'd all say it's an undersung horror movie from this year. There's like there's a lot of there's, I, I would say like dog piling, but I feel like it didn't get its chance to shine. And I think it's a really at least for us, it's a compelling horror movie. It was Except for Cody. Cody hated it. Yeah, I I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't believe. It. I, I don't believe he watched it. No, I think what he a contrarian. He was looking at his phone the whole time. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, an incantation actually was in my top three, but I, because a lot of movies came out towards the end of the year, that changed, so. I mean, it's it's still high up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my number four. So I guess now we're going to do top three, motherfucker. All right, my number three is uh, first time we're talking about it because it's so high up on everyone's list. It is everything, everywhere, all at once. This is a banger of a movie. Uh, It's deservedly in the top three. When I first watched it, it was the number one of the year. Uh, But now it's been knocked down by two others to number three. Holy shit, it's good. Oh my god. I don't even know where to even begin. I imagine we're going to talk about it a lot more in a second. So, uh, y'all just want to say your threes then? Uh, My number three... uh... Uh, a little bit of surprise for a lot of people, I'm sure. <laughs> but my number three is Jackass Forever. Yeah. Because, <laughs> brother, let me tell you, we watched this. On no spoilers. Poopies <laughs> dies. Dude gets his balls jumped on by a pogo stick. Uh, That's yeah, not a that happened. That um, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, because we watched it, uh, we being Yard House, myself, JoJo, Eli, and Cannon, we watched it as a household early in the year. And we the... the the it, it, it just being honestly a really fun movie. I don't care what anybody says. Jackass Forever is my favorite Jackass, and just the level of like hooting and hollering and screaming that we did together as as we watched this movie. It's just just the experience and the movie itself. It's been one of my highlights of the year, just because like it was so much fun to watch this with you know with the house and like. The stunts were good. The new folks were good. I don't know what else to say. I mean, uh, it was a great time. And, and I would just say a, a little, like, monkey wrench in the, uh, the usual top tens that are going around. It's fucking fun. I agree 100%. Jackass Forever is, like, a, I agree with you. It's the best Jackass. Whenever it came out, I before I watched it, I watched every single Jackass movie that I could. Uh, even the uh, point fives. Yep, yep. It's so... F- I love Jackass. I can watch Jackass forever. Every, I f- they can release as many as they want until Knoxville is dead and buried. <laughs> and it'll probably swing his bones around. Yeah. Even then, I'll still watch because it's that fucking funny. I just like to watch these old dudes beat their balls up. And there's plenty of that. Yes, yeah, there is. should mention Jackass Forever is an honorable mention for Colt. Yes, so, yes. Uh, um, yeah. Is that uh, number one? I don't really have them ordered. Oh, okay. That's fine. I was just wondering. Uh, that's all I had to say. It's it's fucking gross and it's fun. Go go watch yes. it with your friends. There is one scream. thing I'd like to say that's a little weird about it now. Poopies uh, publicly apologized to his girlfriend begging her to come back on uh, Instagram. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, did you, did you not see that? Maybe. He's I, like, please come back. I love you. I can't do anything oh, without you. Oh, I remember it, that, yeah. It was really embarrassing. It was deleted uh, very soon after it was posted. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, it was just like, that was just kind of cringe. Damn. That's funny. Yeah. All right. My number three is one we've already talked about, The Whale. Um, 
not too much to say about it as we can say it was amazing it was very very sad go watch it and then i mean if you want to watch it again you can i don't recommend that but if you're if you're that good if you're that if you're that if you can handle it fine if you're that horny to be sad go right ahead we're not gonna stop you and if you're jerking off at this movie shame on you (laughs) (laughs) for real um yeah go go watch it go watch it I guess uh, number twosies. Number two. Number twosies. This is another movie we've talked about already. Uh, nope. This is my favorite Jordan Peele movie. I fucking love it. Uh, it's so fucking good. Wear my sunglasses at night and daytime because of this movie because it blasted my retinas through my head. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, one extra scene that I really enjoyed was the scene where there was a biker. And he was going so fast because he was recording, and he crashed and because he, it's an electric bike. And it uh, and the alien disrupts all electricity, mm-hmm. so it, he just smashes into the road. And he's fucked up. So uh, Kaluuya's character drives over to him, try to help him out. But when he looked into the reflection of the helmet, he could see the alien directly above him. He's like, "Fuck this!" He says, "Oh man, what was it? My bad." My That's bad. That's what he says. My bad, bro. <laughs> and he lets the uh, alien eat him up. He's like, "What the fuck is that? What, what is that?" that? <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, the guys from TMZ, so fucking funny. And I, I just love how, even though he's like this like kind of trashy reporter guy, he's the fact that he's fucking dressed like a, I don't know, like a. A science fiction character like he all black suit just like a, re- a chrome reflective belt. chrome helmet with a singular eye hole on his left eye i think that's, it's for the lens that's that's also a camera yeah <laughs> yeah and it's just like and then he he's there for like five minutes and then he gets sucked up yeah and that's actually a cover for a a certain uh, version of the steel book for the blu-ray Ooh. It's, oh it's like a slip cover oh is cool. his helmet that's cool Damn. Also, I I think it's cool too the poster with Stephen Young on it looking up. People say that like his hat is actually Jean Jacket. Yeah, that's the name of the alien. Yeah, yeah, that's the name of the alien. I was like, fuck, it it does look like Jean Jacket. Yeah. Or you know, it, it's it's a very like you know like a, like a nod, but in a meaningful you know double image. So like, that could be his hat, or it could be the actual UFO. I, I got to talk about the alien design because it's so fucking cool. Whenever I, I was telling Colt, like the way it moves, it's like a sheet. You know, it's skin. It reminds me of like, um, like it's a very, it's very thin. So it like you can see like when it reverberates. You know, when it vibrates, it's, 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 it's especially when it reveals itself. It's like this giant unfolding like membrane of just like almost like a parachute in a way. Yeah, it's so it's so cool, very unique. Um, yeah, and the fact that it's it's like a wild animal, so that the way it attacks you is eye contact. So if you're looking at this thing. You're fucked. Yeah. Uh, because that's the entire thing about the film is like never look a, a predator, a wild animal in the f- in, a, in the eye. If yeah. Because if you do, you know how it will react. And uh, the whole sequence with the uh, little rodeo, little festival they had trying to summon the alien where everyone's looking at it. And that's why everyone fucking dies. Yeah. It all ate them. And uh, and then, you know, we get with Gordy scene, you know, um, Steven Yeun's character as a kid. He wasn't he, the monkey was just at eye level was just at a level where the sheet of the table covered its eyes both so, of their eyes so they couldn't see so each other's they couldn't eyes. see each other so it was just friendly like that's another crazy little nod right there i think go see nope go see nope it is a fucking ride my number two is rr i'm sorry yeah. it fucking slapped it's my so whole good. ass wide open so good i had a i was i was jumping down hooting hard and i'm just like yeah looking i'm just like 
let these fucking hot ass buff ass dudes just fucking <laughs> for like three goddamn hours. I was I was hooked the whole way. I mean, obviously, three hours may seem a lot on paper, and it and it it is it is it held me off for a long time. But to me, like to me, it really sailed by. I didn't really feel the length of the movie. Obviously, that's going to be different for every person. But to me, I really enjoy this movie. It's a lot of fun. And it to me, personally, it just felt like it had more heart and, like, you know, engaging uh, sites and, like, a lot of American blockbusters recently. And, like, I, it's pretty handily one of my favorites for the year and, like, one of the just, like, most fun that I had, like, watching a movie for the first time in a long time. So... We talked about it a lot. You've probably heard plenty about it already, but please go ahead and check out our if you have it. Make some time. Set aside on Sunday afternoon. I think you'll really enjoy it. And plus, Kojima's now best friends with the director, so maybe we'll get some kind of <laughs> collab collab in the future. Yeah. I should say, too, RRR, Avatar The Way of Water, and Babylon, all three hours, did not feel it for either of them. I think they're all worth that three-hour watch. I felt it only for RR, but that's because it's slow motion. <laughs> that's it. But it was still good. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number two, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I originally, my number two was different. It was uh, The Whale with Eno and Incantation being four or three, four, and then Puss in Boots being five. But because I thought about it more and I rewatched some scenes, I was like, it's too fucking good. So I bumped it up all the way to fucking second. It's so good. I love the wolf. I love death. He is so cool. Um, Like there was a scene I completely forgot about where whenever Puss in Boots throws the coins off the carriage or whatever to to kind of distract the people, you know, death is there and mm-hmm. he's like that. But I didn't notice that because the coins are the ground, he does a little knot, does a little bit where when he does that, he puts two coins yeah. over his eyes and points at Puss in Boots, mm-hmm. which is a nod to mythology yeah. crossing um, the river. River Yeah. Into the afterlife. That's how you pay the ferryman. Um, and like just him and like whenever uh, Puss in Boots basically has like a panic attack and Perito has to calm him down. Oh my God. Heartwarming as hell. I, I, I got teary eyed because it's yeah. like for something like this out of the Shrek first to, <laughs> to, to legitimately confront something like death, like the idea of mortality, it's kind of wild. And it's like, really like the more I thought about it, like, I was like, I really like this. This is such a, in a way it's so like, because you know, Puss in Boots is triumphant in the end. You know, he's able to overcome his own arrogance and stuff. But, like, it's it's just so heartbreaking because it's so real, like, to be so scared of something like that. And, like, even in the end, you know, the wolf does, stops hunting him. He's like, I, you know, I see you're different now. You know, live your life. But you know we'll meet again. And Puss in Boots, he's like, of course we will. And, and uh, you know, Puss in Boots was like, you know, I, I he's like, I can't defeat you. But no matter, I'll, I'll still I'll still fight for this life. Which is like so heroic, so ah, I love it. Such a great film, so good. Also, at the end of the movie, we get something I'm really excited for: the post-credit scene. The more Shrek possible, yeah. we can possibly get Shrek again. New Shrek movies in the years in the 2020s. Because Perito, Kitty Softpaws, and Puss in Boots, um, they're going to Hollywood or after? Oh, or far, far, far away, far, far, far away. away. That's yeah. it. So yeah, um, go go watch Puss in Boots and like all the little like the nice little nods to this Shrekverse. Like when, like something I didn't realize until like 
it was pointed out to me. It's like, oh yeah, that, I thought this looked different. It's one of the deaths that Puss has is that he's looking into an oven with the gingerbread man. Yep. And yeah. the gingerbread man runs off and then the oven explodes, killing him that one time. And Jack Horner has a flashback when he was a kid, like kind of like doing his little song and dance. It cuts to Pinocchio, Pinocchio. <laughs> like doing a, a better, like, you know, a, a song and dance that's more popular than his. And when Puss's boot is like, like remembering his, you know, his past, you know, there's a, there's a moment that's also visually similar to a scene from the Lion King. It's the donkey Shrek and Puss like all walking together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I forgot about that. And I'm pretty sure the magic wand that um, Jack Horner uses is the same magic wand the fairy godmother had. Yeah, yeah, okay, it was. Yeah, yeah I, I forgot that scene was cool where you get to see all of Jack Horner's magic items. Yeah, a bunch of nods to fairy tales and stuff. I thought that was really cool. And the Honestly, fucking I really liked the, the morality stone. bug. That was a funny bit. That was fun. Yeah, that was good. And the and the sword in the stone when he couldn't pull it out. It was just a hammer. It was just a hammer. But the morality bug was so fucking funny. <laughs> he pulls up like this glowing jar. Like he thinks like, oh, this is a badass bug. He's about to eat all these like giant crazy plants. It's just like. Oh, I don't think you should be doing that, Jack. This is like a good idea, like the, like a whole Jiminy Cricket. Type you would thing. kill a puppy? Yes. <laughs> I thought it was J- uh, fucking Jerry Seinfeld, but it's not. It's n- no. It reminds me of Don Knotts, the guy who played uh, Bonnie from uh, uh, Andy Griffith. I didn't see that. I never see that. Oh. I'm not 70 years old. Pat. How the fuck? How old do you think we are, Pat? Well, I figured it's just general pop culture I awareness. Think it's too old for you. I mean, I watch TV as a child. Like, Whatever. I mean, I knew, I know what it is because it would be on at my grandma's. But... You probably seen Don Knotts and you may not recognize the name. All right, boomer. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, Puss in Boots was awesome. Yes. I again, I I cannot get stress how much I fucking love the Wolf. Um, I have to do fan art. I have to fucking do fan art. Yeah, do um, fan art with his cock out. I'm not doing fan art. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, no, no. Uh, yeah, go see Puss in Boots. Um. Yeah. All right, number one, they vaulted position. What is the favorite movie of the lads of 2022? So this is where it's kind of it's different, but it brings back to what Colt was trying to do. So me and Pat both have everything, everywhere, all at once for number one. So we can talk about what? Why are you showing me that? I'm holding them up. Okay, well we can talk about it now. I uh, thought I was gonna go first. I'm just wow, wow! Well, I wow. thought we were doing it in order. Why would it change? Pat looked at me, so I thought he wanted me to do hey, something. You, you read a lot from my expression. Colt, go ahead, talk about your favorite movie. Since it was my turn and not Pat giving it away to Wenzel, don't blame me. He misread my. Yes, blame Pat. Pat ain't Pat. My number one is The Northmen. I fucking love Viking stuff. Like I said before, I fucking think this was. This is peak Viking stuff. The very end where he rides off in Valhalla. I really like that ending. The Valkyrie with the teeth. People thought it was braces on the teeth. No. In the uh, old times, they would engrave little things in their teeth for like to look scarier or some shit like that. I can't yeah. remember. Exactly. It, it, yeah, you know, they, magic powers. You know, laser vision, bigger dicks. They no, they did. Uh, yeah, they did a lot of. Um, what is it? Body modifications. Like yes, that's it, very common. It's not braces. Okay. Very good movie. I think it's great seeing two buff men kill each other in a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty badass. I think we need to have more of those. Sure. More of those in movies. Uh, just, Skarsgård, you're insane. The, oh man, this movie. That's all I can say. 
all I can say, really. I love this movie. And I think y'all playing like Elden Ring and then going to see this movie is like a a very complimentary experience. And the fact that I read Vinland, I didn't read it before, but I read it last year. Vinland Saga, if you like this movie, read Vinland Saga. And if you like Vinland Saga, watch this movie. Vinland Saga is a really good manga and anime series. It's It's my favorite manga of all time. And wow. This. I've said that many times before. I know. I just wanted to call you a nerd. <laughs> it's just so fucking good. Yeah, absolutely. Because the story of Thorfinn, the main character, Vinland Saga, also mimics uh, the story of uh, Amleth. Amleth in uh, Northman. Yeah. Check it out, please. Check it out. Absolutely. My favorite Eggers movie, easily. I still love The Lighthouse, I think. Hey, there's a lot of gay stuff in The Lighthouse, too. Yep. Yes, there is. Yeah, there is. Um, but anyway, back to me and Pat's number one, uh, everything everywhere all at once, and then Colts number three. Let's, uh, what can we say? Yeah, everything everywhere all at once. It was such an incredible movie. Like, not only is it is it super like action packed, it is just heart touching, and it's just it feels like the full package for a movie because I saw this with the art house JoJo Cannon and Eli and. We were just like, just like, holy fuck! This is the movie that we like. We've been wanting to see because there's there's something about it that's just so life affirming and so comforting. Because like, I can't remember the last time before everything everywhere that I left the movie just felt like everything's gonna be okay. Like it just felt such like like such a, just a warm blanket and and it was just an incredible experience. And like, also, when was the last time that? Literally every single person on the AYCH roster gave it five fucking stars. Yeah. (laughs) Every single one of us. And if you didn't give it five stars, you're racist. That's just my opinion. (laughs) Uh, Them's the breaks, kiddo. But, you know, Michelle Yeoh, kit ass figuratively and literally in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Newly crowned winner of a Golden Globe Award for her uh, role as a lead actress. And it's just like it. Everyone deserves their flowers in this movie. Yeah. Yes, yes. Even the Pomeranian that was used as nunchucks. <laughs> yeah. I. Oh, my God. I completely forgot. We, also played by Jenny Slate. Yeah, Jenny yes. Slate was Marcel in it, too. We, uh, we talked about this before, how we watched so many movies with dog uh, violence. <laughs> yeah, not, for, not the greatest, but... It was very fucking funny just watching that Pomeranian getting whipped across the fucking room. <laughs> it was fucking it good. It uses a deadly weapon. It's so fucking good. Um, also, the scene with the butt plugs, or they're but, not butt plugs, they're awards. That looks they're especially like a butt, butt plug. Yeah. yeah, and then there's there's one award that's like fucking huge, and it's just like, uh, like just the whole like silliness of like trying to connect with your other multiverse you know, selves, it was like, you had to do specific things. And one of those was like, like with, um, Oh, the husband where he had to do a paper ah, cut between, I hate between that. Each of the finger. That was, Oh, that was fucked uh, up. Also, that's a bit from Jackass. Yes. It yeah. Is. That oh. was real too. And it's fucked up. Oh my God. Just, um, man, what, it, uh, what it had to say about, you know, like generational trauma and, um, family it was just expectations and the struggles of like maintaining that and how that's just passed down no it it was just like like you said it's so like it's so weird because like it's like not like in like everybody giving this movie such high like you know ratings and criticism and just positivity is like you're thinking like well like i mean really if you just watch it for yourself it's just like pat said it's just so affirming and so like 
it's so like it, it it's heartbreaking and it's so sad but then like it's also too like you know um it it makes you feel it makes you feel i don't want to say that everything's gonna be all right but it's like you don't have to do this stuff alone and you know struggle as you may uh you can sorry go ahead i was because well, i think the one thing that really s- stood out to me and it really stood out to us at the art house is that one of the, one of the things that really comes up in the movie is Michelle Yeoh's character seeing like all the different jumping off points in life and like what she could be in other in other universes she has like a much more like lofty position like she's a head chef she's a great big movie star she's this and she's that and this the current saying I guess like Michelle Yeoh Prime she runs a laundromat with her with her with her family that lives above it and she feels kind of like this very like ho hum existence but like just seeing the different. Uh, lives of, the, of her other selves she realizes that you don't need like these big grand accomplishments or like roles in life to have like a, a life that's worth living because the uh, the line that um, excuse me who uh, Kwan uh, says like I would have chosen life where I did taxes and laundry with you. That line hit like a fucking train to us. Like we all sobbed at that point. And, and it's true like if you ever feel like you're, you know, at loss in your point in your life, you're like, oh, you know, why can't I be big and famous? Why can't I be this and that? Like, you don't have to be. You can live a perfectly beautiful life and just and and just being an everyday person. Like your your life is no less substantial for what you're doing, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever it is. And I feel like that's the most life affirming thing about the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's that's the best way to put it. Is like you, yeah. Um, it's all about the you know the the, the cynicism and, and optimism. Like nothing matters, so why bother doing anything? Or nothing matters, why can't you do anything? Yeah, yeah. Is but it, and you don't. But and you don't have to do anything grand. Like that's not that's not the point. Like just you know, just I don't want to say little things or normal or generic things, but they're because they're not. They're you know they're just as much value as anything else. Everything and, everything has a value that you ascribe to it. And that can be big or small, and whatever that value is, it's it means something to you. So therefore, it's 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 important. And I feel like I know I know this is like a you know a silly show, but like I feel like that, that that's a very like cromulent important thing that people should know. Like especially with a lot of expectations, just becoming like even more like weighted on people, especially young people. But like you don't need all of that. Yeah, it's, it's good to have goals. It's good to have aspirations, but. Whatever you do with your life, it's your life, and it's still going to be meaningful because you're living it, because you're alive. Yeah, because, you know, you, you're given those expectations of, like, you know, your parents, they they might have, like, sacrificed so much, they did so much, so you got to be everything to repay all of that back. you got to be something big, something grand, um, and, um, and you, you, don't, you know, you don't, like you said, it's it's... It's your life. You should be able to live it how you want. It sh- it shouldn't be to like, especially for our ge- any generation, but our generation. I say that because we're from Gen Z, me and Colt. But like, you know, it's it's getting it's getting tougher now to to live out on your own. You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of us are having to still live at home with our parents, or you know, we're we're doing other things like we're doing this podcast or. We're trying to be artists or we're trying to be this or that. And then, like, I, I know me, you know, personally, it's like 
being told like, you know, oh, when when is this when is the podcast going to start making money or when are you going to do this and we're going to do that? And it's like, it's, you know, it's just it's tough and it's nice to see something else that's able to say like, like you said, what you're doing, you know, it's what you're doing. It's what you want to do. And that's OK. Because it doesn't matter if the things you do, like make you money or like creative products, you don't have to make a cent off it. No one else has to see it. But the fact that you made something from nothing, the fact that you made it, that that can be rewarding on its own. Because like that's what kept us going all this time. You know, just to, to break tangent a little bit, that you know we did it because we enjoyed it. You know, we did never got the most listens, we never got you know the most like downloads, but like we did it because we fucking loved it. And the people who did see it. You know, they enjoyed it too. So, what what else really matters? Yeah, true that. I don't have anything else. To add. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pat, you really you really hit it out of the park. <laughs> I, I, All right. Well, I think that was a good discussion. We finally cleared out our top ten. We still got a little bit more to say because our award shows always are nice, big, and beefy. We're going to come back and discuss our honorable mentions from the 2022 and including our best movies that we watched that didn't come out in 2022. So hang tight. we got a little bit more to say. Welcome back, everybody. Part three of the AYCH Awards. Now that we've gone through all of our favorite movies from the year, our top ten, now we're going to get into some ones that didn't quite make the list, but we still think deserves uh, a mention. Uh, Colt, if you would. You're just going to go ahead and say all five of them? Go ahead. Go I'll on. do it. Uh, number, well, they're not in any specific order yeah. for me. Uh, is Jackass Forever. Loved it. Cool. Badass. Kind of already talked about it. Uh, next up is Prey. Oh my goodness, I fucking loved Prey. We kind of had two reviews for Prey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so go listen to those. Uh, fuck, my favorite Prey movie. I'll say that here as well. It goes hard as shit. It's awesome. Uh, next up, Top Gun Maverick. I have a crush I, on Amber Mid-Thunder. Yes, yes, 100%. <laughs> the, the, the lead 100%. for Prey. <laughs> Sorry. Not related to Top Gun Maverick. No, not. <laughs> Uh, Top Gun Maverick went into it. Uh, well, I didn't go into it expecting bad. Uh, when we first saw the trailer, I wasn't expecting anything good because I thought the uh, original was mid. Mm-hmm. While this was fucking awesome and possibly one of the best action movies ever. It's it goes hard so good. Shit. Have you seen it? Yeah, I took my mom to go see it. Hell yeah! yeah. And that was the first time she saw it, or she didn't see. No, Top Gun. she saw the original Top Gun when it came oh, okay. out. Okay, okay, all right. She fucked up the order. She's supposed to watch this one and then that one. Well, uh, sorry, she was a lie when the first goddamn movie came out. Yeah. I'll find another action movie for her to watch in reverse order. Thank How about that? You. Thank you. <laughs> it was it was so good. Fucking phenomenal! It felt all, like awesome. Just uh, air combat. Yeah, it felt like some video game shit was happening. It felt like some <laughs> battlefield stuff. Uh, next on the list is hard to read. The menu. Oh my goodness, the menu fucking ruled. I'm sorry to Pat and uh, the whole art house is viewing. We, we we had a fucked up time. Uh, well, I'll say it, it was a increasingly fucked up time depending on where you sat in that row that night. But blanket, even with you know bad audience, uh, disregarded. Menu was fucking fun. It's spooky. It's funny as hell. 
And like it's a really entertaining movie. It's it's you know spoiler. It's on my honorable mention list too. Yeah. Like it's a really good movie. Ralph so Fiennes, man, he's a funny dude. <laughs> he was psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> he was fucking great movie. Watch that movie. It's totally worth it on HBO Max right now. It's absolutely. Fun. Actually, recently I showed my dad the menu. Oh, he watched it. We were in Chattanooga, and um, HBO. We had HBO Max on the hotel TV. The menu was on, and my dad watched it, and he loved it. Hell he, oh, yeah. hell yeah, yeah. He 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 thought it was hilarious. Hell yeah! And my last honorable mention is Bones and All. Bones and All, dude. Okay, me and Colt watch this together. Sleeper hit. I it I, really I is. think uh, it's so good. Timothy Chalamet and oh god, what's her name? What's the, her name? Her name is Taylor. I think. Yeah, she's older than Timothy Chalamet. Surprisingly. Yeah, because in the movie. Timothy is older than her. Yes. <laughs> Which is weird. But they're both like what? They're not teenagers, but they're like young adults. Yeah, yeah. they're young adults. Um, oh, God. Give me a second. Give me a second. I got to. Uh, I know second. that's one we like the rest of the, of the game to get a chance to see. But Taylor I know Russell. that's uh, pretty high on our list. Good. Yeah. Taylor Russell. Good. Um, it's directed by same director for Call Me By Your Name. Um, just absolutely <laughs> really cool film it's uh it's like they they you know getting these very beautiful shots it takes place during the 80s 90s somewhere in there um, it was it was it when was the there 80s. was no like phones and stuff cell phones cell phones i mean yeah. it was 80s because she had the um the hair yeah the yeah it was the 80s yeah like the side pony yeah is that 80s Huh? Is that 80s? That's 80s and 90s. 90s? We'll say 80s, 90s. Um, a, a very... A, a, oh, I think... Determinable time in the I, I think it's late 80s, early 90s. We'll say that. Yeah. But um, it's so good. It's about cannibals in love. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, no, it's it's really... I mean, it's really... Um, it's an interesting look at, uh, at this, um, I guess, speculative, like... I. Motherfucker! What are you doing? There's hair in my mouth! Stop eating hair! Fuck you! Anyway, um, really cool. Really cool. I, yes. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. One thing I gotta say is this movie made me realize how many, or why are there so many scenes of women pissing in movies? <laughs> I don't understand why there's so many. And yeah. This one, it showed more than usual. It didn't show, like... It shows about the amount. It showed her full body sitting on the toilet pissing. It was weird. I mean, that's the amount you see in like art house films, though. Yeah. I mean, they really like showing women piss. I mean, we we watched Climax and (laughs) that bitch (laughs) pissed right on the ground. Oh my god. Like, you can just show her head sitting on the toilet. You don't have to show her like just taking her pants down and sitting on the toilet. It's strange. Yeah, because me and Colt were talking about it. We were like. We were like, is this an intrusive thought? Is this weird? Like, why? Not intrusive, uh, fetish. No, no, I was saying, like, because we were both thinking. Oh, oh, yeah, We were yeah, yeah. both thinking, like, why do we have this shot of her pissing? Why do we need it? And then we were both like, is this an intrusive thought or something? It's like, no, it's just weird that that we see this. Uh, it, to me, it's funny that, like, that's how you can tell a mainstream movie from an art movie. Do you see a woman's full body when she pisses? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. What? <laughs> She's reaching to a bag full of fucking cookies. 
But yeah, that's my five honorable mentions right there. So, Patrick, you want to throw yours at us? Yeah, let me get into these bad boys. Um, my top five honorable mentions. Um, some of these were like my like literally my like eleven through fifteen, but I couldn't. The last one is more like not a bit, but just like one. I just had to squeak in there. My first one being is Guillermo del Toro's uh, Pinocchio, uh, available on Netflix. An amazing stop motion feature, so good. And like another just like just heartwarming movie. I'm, it just kills me that we had two killer stop motion movies this year, and not that much was said about it. With Wendell and Wild and now Pinocchio, I've really this is a really interesting interpretation of Pinocchio, and and they both deal with themes of like life and death and acceptance and and just like a, just a, just a really interesting flavor and how and, and, and like throws some some religion there. It talks about like civil disobedience. It talks about fighting the back against fascism. Like it's just. Things you would never expect from a Pinocchio movie, but because mm-hmm. it's Guillermo del Toro, you're going to get a little bit of all of that. Del Toro's notoriously anti-war, so you're going to like sprinkle a little bit of that in there. Had a great time watching it. Some great visuals. I think you'll be well served. And to watch this with you know, with your friends and your family because like it's a it's just a great watch. I really recommend it. Uh, the menu was on next one. Menu. Like it's one of my favorite movies of the year. And. And plus, you know, 2022 has just been a standout year for horror, like just in yeah. terms of volume and quantity. And the menu is pretty much going to be in the, the upper echelon of pretty much any horror list you, you find from the 2022. Definitely seek it out if you haven't already. Another horror, Barbarian. Barbarian. If you haven't yeah. seen this, keep spoilers to a minimum because <laughs> the just the uh, reactions that – our, my group had with uh, Eli and Cannon was just like incredible. Just be like, what the fuck? Don't want to sell it up too much you know, for hype backlash reasons, of course, but it's another just like really fun movie. And you're just like, whoa, what the fuck? This is scary. <laughs> also, gross. Also, I'm really laughing at a lot of it, this. It's so funny. Like it, intentionally funny. Yeah. It, it does. Um, yeah. It, it's just kind of natural humor. It's really funny. <laughs> it's, it's a very solid film. I'm sorry. I'm just remembering Justin Long now. What a fucking dude. Well, just... Yeah, he was so fucking shitty. <laughs> but also, strangely, one of the funniest parts of the movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And I'm just remembering now the fucking scene of him measuring the fucking dungeon with yeah, the tape. Yeah, oh, he's like, "Oh, sweet, <laughs> like extra," room. and then looking like, "Does this count for like?" Because you know he was losing money or whatever yeah. for like the total square footage of the house. A lot of great bits in there. A lot of just great like monster work, and it's it's a really good. Uh, film go check that out um and that's one uh black panther wakanda forever it was a really probably my favorite marvel from the year like um agreed i agree it, it's really solid uh another movie of, about the evils of colonialism and some really cool underwater stuff and i would also like to thank you disney for letting everyone know uh, what I've known for a long time that Tenoch Huerta is one and Amazing Atherton two really fucking hot. So uh, you're welcome, America. They took away his penis in the final cut. <laughs> yeah, because let, let that man have his hog. Because because yeah, have you seen that where they show they show without the green screen with the green screen? Where, have I seen it? Where like yeah, it's like he's like full on junk green screen gone. I took his wee wee. <laughs> Why'd you do that, Disney? You. Fuckers! Dick too strong. <laughs> For real. Dude, I mean, Namor. 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 So fucking good. And he's just like a 
flying brick, just like boom, 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 just yeah. like knocking shit out of so this guy. So cool, dude. Oh my god, and like oh, he's like, I mean, force of nature, man. And that just that sick bit when he's like talking when they get to Wakanda, and uh, Mbaku goes to attack and just without looking, like blocks it and busts his stick, and he's just like just one man punch blows him away. He like like grabbed me by the arm. It's like if your fucking boyfriend kills Mbaku, I'm gonna kill you. Fuck. <laughs> 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 but it's a, it's a good time, and honestly, just like some really moving moments, you know, and for uh, the memoriam of Chabot Bozeman. It's 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 weird to see just the dueling energies of the movie. Like, we're making a mainstream blockbuster popcorn movie. Also, like, just an actually really good-looking movie. Yeah. yeah. With, like, some poignant moments. So yeah. It's so funny that the last one looked like hog shit at certain moments, and this one didn't. At a lot of moments. Why'd you say it like that? Damn. <laughs> it's because I fucking hate Thor. Oh, I thought you were talking about the last the, Black Panther. Uh, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I thought you were talking about the last. I thought you said the last one. I, I was thinking like, of Marvel movies. My oh, bad. oh, okay. Yeah. I thought sorry. the last Black Panther was okay. I don't hate that. Yeah, one. yeah. Okay. I hate Thor. Yeah, Thor. The last <laughs> Thor. No, Thor: Love and Thunder. You can also talk about how that was a misfire for the boys on an earlier episode of YCH. Yes, yep. Yes. Yep. And uh, last one, not a movie, but a short. It is Godzilla versus Gigan Rex. Which is a short film that came out during the 50th anniversary uh, Gigan celebration earlier this year, basically celebrating the uh, first appearance of one of Godzilla's most unique enemies, Gigan being this sort of uh, avian-looking creature bipedal with hooks for hands, a buzzsaw in its belly, laser from its eyes. And what's cool about this movie is it actually takes place in a in a certain timeline where it has the son of Godzilla now fully mature is is sort of like making a reappearance uh in in Japan it's essentially taking place real time after the end of um Godzilla versus Destroya and it's the reemergence of this more futuristic version of Gigan just like a swarm of Gigans come to earth and it's up to Godzilla Jr to save it off and then with the appearance of the leader Gigan Rex is this red clad version of Gigan and it has some fucking sick weapons, man. Like, basically, his hooks turn into, like, whip swords. It is sick as fuck. Hell and then, yeah. like, the final... Yeah, this is short. It's, a little, like, you know, five, ten minutes after that. So, like, the final, like, clash between Gigan and Godzilla is so cool. And it just, like, just the celebration of, like, this character is really cool. Because mm-hmm. you got to see them essentially using modern, you know, tokusatsu, like, you know, practical effects to make a a new version of the classic Gigan costume to, to display for the show. And it was so cool to see. And plus, they had a, um, a, a like, a classic uh, Godzilla short also on the a part of that celebration where, like, people in suits, you know, fighting in a miniature city to, to like, as, as an homage to those old classic kaiju and it was like just thrilling to see a classic version of kaiju movies in 2022 it's like oh they can still make it it still looks so cool those, those are my uh my five honorable mentions for the year excuse me i'm chewing it's, right. it's chewing on fucking time jesus christ hurry up do you want me to spit everywhere <laughs> no i don't i don't want to clean gunk off that mic my top five honorable mentions First up, we have Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Absolutely awesome anime film. Jujutsu Kaisen is already stacking up to be one of my favorite manga series. 
and the fact that we got this awesome um, prologue to the series animated, it was just gorgeous, and also um, just a nice little story. We get to, you know, focusing on Akatsu and um, the second years, and seeing a little bit of Gojo, get hints of what we're going to get for season two of Jujutsu Kaisen, and uh, yeah, it was just really cool, awesome action. I should mention too. It was a really fun movie. Uh, did we watch it together? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I can remember like that. Yeah, this, especially that second half, hard as fuck. Yeah, we get some backstory and we get to see the uh, parade of a uh, night parade of a hundred demons or yeah. something like that. Really cool. Next up is Mad God. If you don't know, on the know. Uh, well, yeah, on the spreadsheet, I have it highlighted in brown. Yeah, Mad <laughs> God equals Mad Plops. Yep. Um, we actually have an episode where we talk about Mad God. Go check that out. Um, it was a great fucking stop motion claymation film. Um, that is one of the most disgusting films. Yeah, it's pretty nasty, <laughs> but it's really cool. Um, really grotesque. Beautiful, I, but not. But beautiful. Beautiful in a disgusting and also a. I don't know if you're if you're a hobbyist with uh, who likes plastic models and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful in that way too. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're, it's a, a lot of nightmares imagery, but like it, it's a really it interesting film to watch it's really cool uh next up uh is avatar way of water awesome fantastic uh go check it out also too colt sent this to us but i did not even i I didn't realize the ramifications of it how there's fan cams of uh navi from avatar (laughs) now there's there's fan cams of jake where you know they'll do the montage and they'll be playing music i'm like i'm like they couldn't do this in 2009. But nobody knew what a fan cam was. But now they can. I, I was not prepared to be on gay Twitter and then see like people actually thirsting over like the Navi like bodies and like Jake. I'm just like, what fucking world? Is-? Like, I thought it was a bit. Then it's like, oh no, people are like horny, horny. No, for real. Like, I didn't think about it because now on my on my Instagram, there's several artists where they'll pop up where they're doing like fan art of like some of the Navi from the movie. And they are so fucking horny yeah. for, for them. And I'm just like, y'all need to calm down. <laughs> are you saying that Nate Terry's not hot? I'm not talking about Nate Terry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about like, I'm talking about like, you know how we get to see, the, we always see the memes of the, um, of um, Wayne Fleet and uh, the other cop looking Navi. Of we get, uh, no, no, the fucking, just oh the my one God. where you're just sitting there yeah. with sunglasses. It was that, like, where was that Navi on January 6th? <laughs> yeah, that we see one of the, it was one of the female soldier Navi and, um, or the um, avatars. And um, yeah, there was a guy, I saw his art for it, so fucking horny for her. <laughs> what the fuck? That's such a weird one to pick out. I know. And I'm just like, huh, okay. Um, but yeah, but but those memes, though, of those fucking cop motherfuckers is, are so good. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never before. <laughs> Sorry, I just remember there's this one fucking tweet I just saw where somebody, this woman, I guess, I guess she's like a, a a cop wife or something, but she had her she had her hand out. It's like she she's like it said uh, she said yes, but then um, somebody retwe- quote retweeted it with the fucking avatar that's sitting there with the fucking glasses looking like a cop is like she said yes <laughs> like, that's a good bit <laughs> it's so fucking good anyway uh number four is the batman batman was yeah three. very good very good uh my number five 
was the one I was surprised about because I didn't realize how much I liked it more than X was Pearl. Pearl follows the um, villain from X when uh, when she was um, a young uh, adult girl. Um, it takes place around the time of um, World War One. But um, she's at home on the farm and kind of explores like you know her origins basically. Yeah, it it's crazy. It's crazy, and there's a moment in there where um, Mia Goth gives this just like heart crushing like monologue performance. It's so sad, but it's so good. Um, yeah, go check out Pearl. Go watch X too. Because um, uh, I remember we saw X together, and I've been really wanting to check out Pearl. I know it's streaming somewhere now, right? Probably. Probably. Go. I feel like it should be, but, like, because I, I know, like, I did like X, but it didn't, like, completely blow me away. But I've heard people say that they weren't super as enthused with X, but had a, a different opinion for Pearl, like, liking it a lot better. And I heard Pearl is fucking insane. It is, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I even made fan art of Pearl. Go check that out on my store. Um, it's for sale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not horny fan art. It's just like hey. no, no. It's, it's just it's just fan art. I, I, <laughs> it's just a way he says. I like, mean, listen, there, titties are not out. No, no, no. There's like some really. I mean, a lot of the movies, you know, beautiful cinematography, and then like with the with the aesthetic and art. I mean, she wears this very iconic red dress, mm-hmm. and she has this look. And that's just me at goth. But yeah, it's really good. Check I'm it. a star! <laughs> you mean you don't like me? I'm a star! <laughs> that's what she says in the movie. I, you fucking caught me off guard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's for the movie. Testing out the speakers on that one. Okay. Repeat. <laughs> yeah, you did, you <laughs> yeah, fucker. Yeah. God damn it. Oh just God. let him know I'm a star. Also, I just love how like how different Mia Goth's real voice is. Yeah, she's, she sounds a little fucking she's just Victorian a, era a Victorian, child. A Victorian era sea urgent, little rascal, fucking oh, paper boy. Oh, I love playing pearl. It was a fun little time. I love her. <laughs> I love her. I, I want her to do a movie with her real voice because that's that she is that's doing too a, funny not to do. The, oh, uh, Infinity Pool. Yeah, she, Infinity Pool. She, oh, she's doing her real voice in that. Yeah, she yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> But she sounds deranged. Yeah. I mean, it's she like, kind of sounds like that normally. So. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, uh, be a goth and you caught Destroyer. Yes. <laughs> anyway, that, those are my honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> Just to tidy it up, we'll now be getting into our top movies that we watched in 2022 that weren't from the year of release. I didn't realize that Mad God, uh, we're going first for me. I didn't realize Mad God didn't come out to this year. So uh, it's my number one. That's on fine. Here. I, I didn't so, specify. So uh, my number two would be Clear Cut, nineteen ninety one, fucking phenomenal movie. I fucking love that movie. I've, I still think about it because the uh, the fucking don't remember his name. The Native American, the main indigenous, uh, or the guy we're following. Yes, he's so fucking good. He yeah. He's so good. It's a shame we don't see him in more serious roles. Like, if from then on, from this 91 to now, he's more in, like, comedy roles. Uh, like, I think he was the main Native American guy in, uh, what is that show with Amy Poehler? Oh, uh, Parks and Rec? Parks and Rec. I think he was the oh. in Parks and Rec. I could be wrong. He was in Antlers. Antlers. He, he was really good in Antlers. He was, was really good in Antlers. Yeah, clear cut. I, um, so spoiler, this is on my top ten as well. I did not know about this movie until Colt was like, hey, can we watch Clear Cut? I was like, yeah, 
what is that? And then, he, you know, I read the thing, uh, the synopsis. It's about uh, an indigenous man who are, um, they're having, you know, their woods being cut down by a lumber company. So the, a lawyer who's trying to help these indigenous people, um, he ends up being ca- caught in a plan where the indigenous man kidnaps the head of this lumber company. And he basically tortures him in the way that they um, cut, <gasps> cut down and strip uh, trees. And it's, it's brutal. It's, it's really good. good though. Like, it's been on my list for a minute. Highly recommend. I found out about it because the last, last podcast on the left, they were talking about it at some point. So I said, hell yeah, I want to check that out. And I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did. It was good. Uh, next up is the list is a movie that we got to see in theaters, uh, even though it came out years ago. It's Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. It came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. Fucking really good movie. Really I good. I love that movie. We had an awesome time. It was so good. It was so fucking good. Oh my goodness. The only thing that was uh, caught me off guard was the woman in the movie said, Stop following me, F word. And I was like, Oh. Randomly damn. pulls out the F word. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> 2004 was a different time, huh? Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Really good. Jim Carrey's awesome. Very good. Uh, next up is Alien Covenant. This is probably a hot take. I know we've already reviewed it. No, no, of. I know. It's, it's a hot take. This is the best Alien movie. I fucking love Alien Covenant. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> like every day, I still think about it. That's not a. That's not a bit. I still think about it. Like you know, the, this scene. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. Wenzel is holding his arms out. In a kind of crucifix. Like kind of a well, yeah, kind of like a messiah figure. Yeah. It's so good. It's so fucking good. It got too much hate. I will say it's that. It's so stupid. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, I haven't seen Covenant yet, but I do. I remember seeing Prometheus as like. Why are people so goddamn mad about this movie? It's, it it's, it's not it, a bad movie, but like I do, I do appreciate you know y'all being the devil's advocate for the uh, Alien prequels. Yeah, yeah, we are. Alien's my favorite monster movie series, so it, it, this like, is so good. I, I I enjoyed it, you know, but then after Prometheus and now this, it, it's it's up there now. I, I'm I'm more back on the hype. <laughs> I need uh, Ridley Scott to do more Alien stuff. I know. He's a little hurt with this and Prometheus not performing as well. But I'm here, baby girl. Please, <laughs> come back. I still believe in you. Yeah. Uh, up next, I got T2 Train Spotting, the sequel to Train Spotting. And holy fuck, it is more crazy British shit. And we do barely get to see. Um, oh my God, what's his name? Ian McGregor. Ewan McGregor's Wee Wee. Again, because we saw his Wee Wee in the first one, and then we saw it again. When he's running in a field naked. Yeah. It's, 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 hey, just letting you know after 20 years, still got a hog. Still got a hog and a swanging. Very good movie. I, I loved it. I think I loved it more than the first one. And I loved the first one. Yeah, and I This agree. was part of y'all's like, movie marathon episode. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, we yeah we watched um, we watched both of them. Not at the same time, but we watched <laughs> That would be an impressive feat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they're both, I mean, yeah, they're good. Um, Chains Body 2 is better. Yeah, fantastic movies. Uh, next up, I have The Truman Show, uh, 1998. We talked about it already, but I fucking love Truman Show. Jim Carrey, he had a big part of my year, apparently, with Sonic the Hedgehog 2, <laughs> uh, fucking Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, and now The Truman Show. Yeah. I loved all three of those movies this year. That's strange. Because yeah, we talked about The Truman Show for the best movies of the 90s. Yes, yes. Uh, up next is How to Train Your Dragon 2 from 2014. I fucking love that movie. I, I watched the first one whenever I was in bed, and I really fucking loved it. And I watched the second one almost uh, like a week later. Fucking loved it, too. I haven't watched the third one yet. I plan on watching it sometime soon-ish. 
really good movie. I highly recommend it. I remember watching the first and the second one in theaters. So good. I haven't seen the third one. I still haven't seen the second one, but I, I remember listening to the soundtrack a lot um, back when I was still in uh, in college. And like, I love the soundtrack. If you like, go check it out on Spotify, it's a really good. Uh, uh, I I I love. I drew the dragons all the time. They're so cool. It's really good. A toothless beast mode. That's yeah. all I say. Uh, up next for me is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, 2014. <laughs> Matt Reeves coming back. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was another scream. I didn't mean to scream. It just happens. I'm so sorry. Because you're a fucking... I'm an ape, okay? Because <laughs> you're a fucking monkey. Get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape. No! Beautiful. Fucking awesome movie. A monkey wielding an LMG. Two LMGs shooting horseback riding. Are you telling me this movie's bad? Kill yourself. This is good. <laughs> I fucking love Donald Trump Ape 2. Next up on the list is uh, we need a sound, just a sound bite of that. <laughs> that's, that's being clipped. God, is yeah. uh, Saving Private Ryan, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, I haven't seen it in a few years, so watching it now, this movie's good. This yeah. movie's uh, violent. It's, it's so good. <laughs> it's been. I hurt myself laughing so hard. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't. We talked about it in the nineties movie thing. I fucking loved it. It's really good. Yeah, really good. Uh, next up, final movie for me is the Transformers, the movie 1986. Yep, I brainwashed Colt. I mean, I love the Transformers. No, nah, you already did. Yeah. But I only knew about the Michael Bay stuff. Really, fucking really good, and it tricked me into buying more Transformer toys. So, <laughs> yeah, I just love giving your money to Hasbro. Yeah. What I if can't I told you it. I am in bed with Big Hasbro? Why don't you give me some fucking money? Okay. Okay. But that's my top ten. I love those movies. I, there's many more that I watch that I love, but we can only have ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I'm gonna go from the bottom up. I honestly only have nine. I couldn't think of a tenth one, but these are still some really solid movies that I watched uh, first time this year that weren't from 2022. Number nine uh, is Brain Damage. It is a eighty from 1988. It's a it's just a little like horror movie about a guy who has an alien parasite. That he has like this uh, toxic relationship with, like basically, it's like it's, it's like this. It's a not subtle metaphor for drugs, but like it, I for whatever reason, this just really endeared itself to me. I just really loved uh, how articulate the little alien puppet was, despite I fucking hate how the puppet looks. It, I've seen it; it looks so ugly. <laughs> I mean, I just I hate its tiny little face. Yeah, but I I, I don't know. It, it just really uh, stuck out to me. I really enjoyed myself. I just love like you know. The what the fun practical effects uh, from the eighties, and I think this is like a, di- a different hallmark, and it has a really surprising uh, cameo in it. I mean, if you know about certain eighties horror movies, it's like, oh, is that who that is? Yeah, interesting. Um, number eight is The Crow from nineteen ninety. Watched it for the first time, and it's like this movie's fucking cool. Like, I, I look, I know I'm not stupid. It is very 90s. It is very, like, ha-ha, the crow. There's always a crow at a Halloween party, but honestly, it looked, it has a, such a really interesting set design and aesthetic, and just, like, how it looks, how it makes it. It's like, this looks like it would be in a comic book, but it's, it's like, really accurately transposed to a visual medium. It's like, I really enjoyed it. Brandon Lee did a great job. R.I.P. Uh, it's a great time. I'm now crow pilled. I'm now gonna wear a tight 
black shirt, and run around the rooftops. Ooh, okay, cool. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. All right. Let's go. Oh, God. He's already wearing it underneath like Batman. I Not love Batman, Superman. I, I still remember the South Park bit where Satan's throwing his birthday party, and he's like, nobody dress up as the crow. It's overdone. It's overrated. Don't come to my party as the crow, or you're going to get kicked out. And uh, But then later it cuts to his his costume. He's, he's dressed up as the crow. Fuck, <laughs> he just didn't want anybody else to dress up as the crow. <laughs> that's real that's good. a good bit. Um, number seven is Near Dark from 1987. Uh, basically kind of it and um, the Lost Boys kind of reinvigorating vampires into the mainstream consciousness after a long time. And I really love it. Like, it's got some really... That, that fucking bar scene is so goddamn cool. And they, and they just go the fuck off in it. Um, love all the the, the, the grody, uh, grimy 80s characters. Like, and also, like, there there there's a moment in the finale. Don't want to spoil it, but, like, there's a moment where it goes from, oh, this is kind of heartrending to just fucking absurd. Like, it made me laugh. Because, like, it's unintentionally funny in it. It's like, oh, and then uh, that's okay. Sorry, that's I can't help but laugh at that. But <laughs> I had a good time with it. It's a big goth classic. Uh, that we plan to get to that on Cinema Green War in the future, but it's a good time. Um, not, 1995 is from this next, it's technically part of a bigger movie, uh, but it's the Magnetic Rose uh segment, and oh, it's yeah. it is just some of the most incredible animation I've ever seen. Like, and, and plus like, it's this type of sci-fi horror that I just, just, it's very reminiscent. If you've seen like aliens, like the, the very like world worn, um, like type of like sci-fi where everything seems like, like, you know, there's this future is you're in space, but all the ships feel like really kind of worn down and, like, well-used and, like, just, like, the lived-in nature of the world. Yeah. Because it's, it's, you know, it's from, like, the 90s, so it's evocative of this certain style. And, like, it's just how it goes from, like, sci-fi to horror to haunted house and just, like, it just does so much in such a short amount of time. And it's, and it's just absolutely incredible. I don't think there's a piece of science fiction the horror or science fiction that looks like quite like this it evokes the same feelings if you haven't seen it please seek it out please it's do incredible it's so Cole good. watched it too it's i fucking love it but i watched it last year so i can't talk about it i mean i can i love it really but you good. can definitely balance about how good yes. it is yeah it's really yeah. good uh another another one from 1995 and that's desperado it is a robert rodriguez film starring uh antonio banderas and it's it's fucking heat man it's a good time basically antonio banderas plays the titular desperado he has a Guitar case full of guns and weapons, and he goes to fuck shit up, and has some just some great. It feels a lot like uh, you know what you know in, in uh, Robert, Robert Rodriguez movie to be just like bombastic gunplay explosions and just like all the fun that comes with that. And tell me how yet gorgeous, yeah, amen. <laughs> and uh, it's a, it's a great time. I. Yeah, I just I just want like a Devil May Cry game with the Desperado characters in it. <laughs> I mean, it's thirty years too late. Yeah. But God, give me give me this. It would be so much fun. It's perfect. Also, the motherfucker whose guitar case is a rocket launcher. You're cool as shit. <laughs> that is that sounds really fucking safe. <laughs> I've really, all these movies you're saying that I haven't seen. I'm interested in watching. I mean, I know um, uh, a lot of these are you know all, you know, on Shutter, Netflix, and uh, all this and that. They're all worth your time. Um, 
The next one is um, definitely an oldie, 1972's Horror Express. I talked about a little bit this on an earlier episode this year, but it's essentially the thing on a train. Yeah. And it's it's done by the the Hammer Horror people. You know, it has uh, the late uh, Christopher Lee as the the main character in it. Basil Hawthorne, he's in it as well. And it's... It's like a whodunit on a train, but the the, the 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 bad guy is an alien that shapeshifts. And I was I was really surprisingly enamored by it. Like I just had a, a fondness for this old style of like filmmaking, especially with like science fiction and everything. It's like if that's something that you really gravitate toward, have an affection for, I think you're you'll enjoy themselves because uh, it's a great time. Also. Christopher Lee just fucking up someone's office, just stone face is funny as hell. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm imagining it. Yeah, I, I've been ever since you talked about it. I've been wanting to watch it. it sounds cool. It's uh, I, it, part, last I checked, it's on Shutter. If you have access to that, yeah. After but, watching The Wicker Man, I just want to watch old uh, Christopher Lee stuff. He's good. And he, he's and plus like he's just like the super tall, super imposing guy. Even when he's playing a villain or a hero, like. You're just like, oh, yes, yes, sir, I'll listen. <laughs> um, next one is uh, Fury from 2014, uh, the, uh, the the Brad Pitt Ensemble World War II movie. Yeah. And I wouldn't say I'm, like, necessarily a fan or not a fan of white war movies, but, like, I really liked this movie. Like, I was really surprised how much I liked it. I've been meaning to rewatch it because I don't remember shit about it, and when I watched it, I borrowed it from Wenzel, and I just can't remember anything. I I love it. I've I've seen it twice now. Um, you know it, it's freaking good. Yeah, um, it has uh, Brad Pitt, um, Shia LaBeouf, um, John Bernthal, John Bernthal, Michael Piena, uh, and uh, I forget the the young guy's the name. The young guy. Oh, no, my I, I reckon I've, he's been in stuff. He's lately. been in so much stuff. I couldn't tell you his name. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a great ensemble, and you know it's I mean. The tall one would be fine, but like it's it's a it's a very entertaining movie. Well, yeah, because you have that crazy tank the, the battle, tank battle scene. like yeah, which you know it, it's it, it's such a good movie. But I always my dad always always talks about the inaccuracies of it. I'm just like, oh my god, he's a nerd. Historical and but I'm, I know there's like military light bus. It's just like, well, you wouldn't see like the colors of the. Uh, uh, you know, the and, and it's like it's not for accurate. It's for you can tell who the fuck is fighting. Well, yeah, um, from a well, visual standpoint. Well, the the biggest, well, the biggest reason is like I know because like there's so much stuff of like okay, if you know they're like the tank battle where they're fighting a tiger, like that would have never actually happened because. Like, okay, the tiger would have never moved. It would never have to. And also the way with the tanks were moving in formation, that's a dumb move because then that leaves you completely open for a tiger, which destroys every other tank. Like that, that, stuff like that. But I'm like, oh my God, dude, fucking care. It's cool. Yeah. It looks so cool. I mean, it's it's a great time. And, uh, um, And just like all these like, also, from a gay point of view, just like a lot of just hot, sweaty dudes yeah, in, a, in a place. No, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. There's a lot in there. Sorry, I don't mean to bring up the inaccuracy thing. It's just that I hear it so much. I just have to fucking. <laughs> it's like I had to get this out of my head. I had to get it out of my head so that all the other f- everybody else can fucking feel it. Oh my god. I mean, I, I'm sure there's there's a, a very special type of like nitpicking that like military history nerds oh, are. Yeah, are yeah there to. is. Oh. That no one else on earth would understand or honestly care about. No offense, but 
it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, is your dad listening? <laughs> Sorry, so Mr. Wilkie. Uh, I mean, yeah. Nah. Sorry, Wenzel Sr. <laughs> yeah, that's his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wenzel's my name. His name is fucking Hal. Wow, from 5,000? <laughs> yeah. No, 9,000, idiot. Oh, my God. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie. Okay. Anyhow, uh, next one, In the Mood for Love. <laughs> Fuck me, that's a good movie. Beautiful to watch. Everything about it is just, like, uh, immaculate. And, like, never will you want two people to commit an adultery more in your life. It, it is so good. We talked about it way at the beginning of the year. Um, it's it's just incredible. Like, please do yourself a favor. Go seek this movie out. And, like, everything else in the... And that man's uh, itinerary, like he has a, just an, an amazing visual, like trajectory across his film. It's just, it's, it's one of the best movies around. I mean, it's, it, it it's just, it just is, it's just an incredible movie. Um, and one that one movie that we uh, we at the art house really got a bond over uh, was Night of the Hunter from 1955, mm-hmm. which is just like. A movie I'd heard a lot about, you know, a, a movie that's well-worn on TC, uh, Turner Classic Movies, but it's just a disarmingly great movie. Like, just like all the, the visual scenes from this movie are so iconic, you don't even realize how many times it's influenced people across, like, yeah. movie history. Like, it's just such a visually arresting film. And the, uh, the the main uh, antagonist, like he's like disarmingly like frightening, and and the, the and the just like a just it's just such an incredible movie. It sucks that like this movie was panned in its day. It was panned so hard that the director never made anything again. Which oh, that because sucks. the movie is it's literally it's considered so, one of the best movies ever made. Now, yeah, I mean, I I really want to get it on Criterion. It's so fucking good. I need to see it now. Apparently, I, this is the first time I'm hearing of it. Yeah, I yeah, because it's on my top ten as well. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. You know, it's on Criterion Channel. That's where I watched it, and oh my god, it's so fucking good. I mean, you're I mean, you're talking about like iconic stuff there. I mean, the one where he he has all of his fingers out on the table, love and hate, darkness covering his face, but you can see his eyes. Yeah, it's so good. I've seen I've seen this really cool fan art of that. that I'm just like, goddamn, that really solidifies like and, it. Uh, the, the, when, when he's staying outside the house at night and the, with the porch light, that's the exorcist uses that. The, yeah. the iconic scene from the whenever exorcist. He, whenever he's like singing. Also, too, the fact that he's a fucking, he's just like, he's like this evil just force, just constantly moving, constantly following these children. I mean, that's very, that reminds me of No Country for Old Men. And how like, he's in like, as like, as just like malicious and just like unstoppable as he is, like, he barely raises his voice he's, yeah he's so ch- charming and engaging that no people don't realize that there's a wolf in their midst until it's too late yeah and it's just it's it, to me it's just an incredible movie and you'll be very well served to watch and plus it's just like a classic movie that absolutely deserves its praises yeah it's up there in the up in the echelon of horror films because yep. it, i mean it's 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 scary and um also his singing too it's like fun. how he's just you, you don't he, he's far off Disney, you just hear leading on the everlasting alarms. And it's yeah. just like, that's like his, like we talked, you know, with Puss in the Boots, like the, the, the musical oh, oh, cue that... The death, his death whistle, which I also forgot to talk about that too, the death whistle in Puss in Boots. is just like, um, there's that uh, Mesoamerican, I, I can't remember, it was like a, it's like a death oh, whistle, yeah. they blow it. Yeah. It screams, it sounds like a real person screaming. Yep. yep. 
Yeah, great. So that, that's my list, and uh, I think any one of those, I think y'all would have a great time watching. Yeah, I need to watch every single one that I haven't seen on your list. I, I recommend The Night of the Hunter. Um, I, I mean, yeah, all of these I, I want to see. Yeah. Yeah. And the episode we talked about, Night of the Hunter, is one of our best from the year. Yeah, last year. yeah. So go check that out. If you want to hear about it more, go check out Night of the Banter. <laughs> all right, uh, my turn now. This is my top ten, so I'm going to start from the bottom as well. First up, we have The Truman Show from 1998. Loved it. Great. First time watching it. So it was fantastic. Love Jim Carrey in it. Um, yeah. Uh, next up is Clear Cut. Already talked about it. Fucking fantastic. Go watch it. Um, which, you know, now that I think about it, too, Clear Cut's a 90s film. If we if we could, I would have so... I would have nominated it. I would have nom- watched it before. I would have yeah. so have nominated it. It, it is like um, a gem from that time. But uh, yeah, next up is uh, Bo Travol from 1999. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Wenzel knows. Yeah, I've uh, seen all these French shirtless men just <laughs> skin on skin contact out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> he knows. He has a lot to say. <laughs> but obviously, it's not going to be to everyone's taste, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, because I fucking hate it. <laughs> it, was, it sounds like some real bigotry coming like from that side of the I table. I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Wow, idiot. Anyway, uh, next up is Night of the Hunter. We already we just talked about that. Go watch if you can. It's fucking great. Uh, another '90s film. We uh, Boogie Nights, 1997. Fucking banger. So good. Um, ah, man, <laughs> just um, Dirk <laughs> Dirk Diggler was that was that? Uh, <laughs> I think that that sounds right. That sounds about right. No, that just the whole movie was just fantastic. So long, but so worth it. Like, oh man. I mean, especially with, like, um, the porn industry, you know? Yeah. It's um, Mark Wahlberg's best in uh, role he's ever going to yeah, have. Yeah, best Mark Wahlberg role and, ever. Uh, he hates that role, but it's funny because every other role he has is never going to be as good as this. <laughs> uh, man, it, it, it's so good. Um, Paul Wes Anderson. Good knockout films. Yes. Except for Licorice Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> except for Licorice Pizza. I'm Hot take for the AYC. So movie. fucking bad. Um, yeah, go, go go check it out. Um, next up is Last and First Men. This came out in 2020. I saw this at the very beginning of the year. Now, this one's going to probably be a tough one because, well, I mean, I, I, I would say, you know, for anybody, if they want to watch it, I don't know if you can now. Because it was available on Metrograph. That was the only place you could watch it. I don't know if it's still there. Um, it was. Uh, it's based off a science fiction novel where it takes place like thousands and millions of years in the future. Humanity has evolved to where they're not even recognizable. But there's a problem. Um, they're about to every it's the end of the world basically. I think the sun or the star our star is about to explode or or no 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 the, um Something's happening, and so basically what they're doing is they're um, – let me see. Hold on real quick. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll use the synopsis. So as, at the, the end approaches in, exo, in the end, the last humans living millions of years in the future send a message to the humanity of the present um, that is both a plea for help and a warning. And um, in it, they kind of talk about their evolution and um, decline. And now this was directed by um, – uh, <laughs> Johan Johansson. I, I hope I, I hope that's saying his name right. He died, um, so this was this is it. But it's really it's just it, there's it's Tilda Swinton kind of talking over this uh, 
communist era architecture, brutalist stuff that looks um, that looks alien, and it's just and it's just that it's just nothing but these like very slow moving shots black and white of these of these structures while Tilda Swinton is um reading off this uh these descriptions these lines um and that's that's it um and it, it was beautiful it was it was profound it was really fucking good I I thought it was great I don't think it's for everybody just because there's it's just it's just that it's just a bunch of shots of um, architect of architecture and sculptures and stuff. Um, I say sculpture, architecture. Um, yeah. Uh, next up is Angel's Egg, 1985, uh, directed by Mamoru Oshii. Beautiful animated film. The only place I could watch it was YouTube, but I still could tell it was gorgeous and really just. It's I'm, very surreal and dreamlike. Yeah, because I watched this earlier this year too. Just an incredible art. Um, or or last year, excuse me. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I there's barely any dialogue, and you kind of have to make the story up for yourself. Um, for what's going on, and um, it's it needs to be it needs to be saved. It needs something needs to be done so that it can be preserved more um, clearly and. Um, needs to be archived to protect it that's really all i can say um uh if you do if you do find the full-length movie on youtube to watch it i it's really good i think there's like some pretty there's like some official youtube channels i remember watching mad dead at rose on like an official youtube space so like there's there's places you can seek this out yeah so really good uh next up is la llorona watch that for our clarify which one (laughs) uh the good one. Uh, <laughs> it's La Llorona from 2019. It's the good, not the curse of La Llorona. This is um, completely different. It's um, we watched this for our Halloween episode where we watched a bunch of foreign horror movies. This was a uh, Guatemalan. It um, it follows um, a general and uh, how he's accused of the genocide of the Mayan people, and uh, basically that him and his family being stuck in a house and. La Llorona haunting them. It's really good, in my opinion. Uh, I um, I thought it was amazing. I'm really sad that it kind of got overshadowed by <laughs> the curse of La Llorona. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if uh, I have it on Criterion, but um, if you can, I another film I recommend. Go check it out. Next up is Climax, which was also for our foreign yeah. horror films. Because uh, La Llorona is volume uh, two, and uh, the Climax was volume one. Volume one, yeah. Series. Yep, Climax was a French film directed by Gaspar Noé. Um, Gaspar Noé, I think. Noé, sorry. It's just a, a seemingly one shot of just chaos, dance, and drugs. That stupid little boy. I'm so high on drugs right now, I'm going to lock you in this electricity closet. They're high on drugs, I understand. But it was very funny. It was so fucking stupid. And just like, what, what happens when like one party goes wrong? Yeah, but it was one of my favorite films out of that. It was a really good time. Good like, it, I remember, it was a fun watch for all of us. Yeah, it was a good recommendation from JoJo. Um, Rare. <laughs> Damn. Just joking. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Um, yeah, that was really good. And uh, fine. Where are we at? Are we at fifty something minutes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. Um, so the last, my last film, um, Wolf House, La Casa Lobo from 2018. It's an experimental stop motion 
where it takes place entirely in one house where literally the, the entire house is painted over, paper mache and just constantly changing. It's stop motion. It's so fucking cool. The, I like to look at the process of how this is made. It follows a young girl who goes in the house where she's being hunted by a wolf. It's um, it's about the um, you know, Chilean history and um, um, Pinochet, the general. Um, like um, here, let me see. Um, the, the dictatorship that they uh, they faced and the the horrible things that happened. So uh, yeah, um, it's only seventy five minutes. Uh. It is kind of disorienting at first. Uh, I got used to it, but others might not. So, but uh, it, it was great. Go check it out. It's fantastic. Probably one of the biggest crops of movies that we've discussed over the course of the award. But like, literally, all of these movies, all every single one of them, are like well worth their accolades and well worth your time to seek out. I mean, I'm just like, probably just like, hey, we'll make a list and show it to y'all just to keep up with all the different movies that we discussed today. But, like, this is not only just, like, been, like, a great, like, season from just a lot of movies that we watched ourselves and curated for ourselves, but just, like, just a bumper crop of movies all together. Mm-hmm. So, any one of these, please check them out. They give the full AYCH a recommendation. Before yep. we, like, get through the end of this, I want to say two movies that I would severely disappointed with this year. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Not, oh, we like, got... We're all positive. Why not throw in some negative? Why some not throw, in, I mean, throw sure. in some hate? Personally, um, I'm just going to go ahead and with uh, this one I hate the least of the two would be uh, Crimes of the Future. Oh, yeah. I me did too. not care for that Me one. too, motherfucker. <laughs> that movie was so fucking disappointed. And, Pat, are you, have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. I, I plan to Still get to it. Seen it. To, so to make my own opinion, because I know whenever, that movie's kind of hot and cold for people. Whenever you get a chance. Did we tell you about the boy? Yeah, y- y'all told me about, like, there's a, a weird moment at the end. Yeah. We don't need to see the child's penis. I'll say that. Wow. You I went- think I'm brave saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right. That was, like, that was so fucking weird. Like, why? We don't even see Vigo's penis. Why are you showing me this little boy's penis? I don't want to see this. <laughs> You're so weird. I don't. Stop it. I don't. But. No one tell Alejandro Yudorowsky that 40 years ago. I enjoyed the flesh chairs. That's it. I will say, Crime is the Future, there is so much interesting stuff in that movie, but my God, that and the fact that you can't understand a fucking thing anybody's saying. We watched it in theaters. There was no subs. There was no subs, and we were in a theater, so you would think it should be loud enough. You're fucking wrong. Everybody was whispering. Everybody. I, yeah, if, if I saw this in theater, it's like, however the, the movie would have been or how would I thought it, I would have been fucked because I couldn't hear that. So, like, to me, the optimal version would be to watch it home with subs. Subs, absolutely. Because everyone's just like... Or just, but, they, but they should put fucking subs in movies anyway. I mean, yeah. but, no, true, but... Yeah, but... Until we cri- get there. I, I agree with Colt. Crimes of the Future is my is literally my second place. Because number one <laughs> is hold on, I want to say uh, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. With Crimes of the Future, it it got good right as it was ending. Right, the finale as it was ending is like I'm like, oh yeah, shit, this is interesting. It's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> and like they could have had some more. So I was like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. The hour and forty something minutes of this hour and fifty minute movie was uh, dog shit. But this last little bit was really cool and interesting. But then it sizzled. 
<laughs> it's so fuck you. I'm sorry, David Cronenberg. <laughs> you got good movies, but this was not. This was a stinker. Yeah, sorry, stinky. But you ready to move on to the first number one for you and me? At least I'm assuming. Yeah, I wonder what it could be. Thor: Love and Thunder. This is an insult <laughs> to humanity. <laughs> this movie was so fucking bad. It was like as oh my god! I read the Jason Aaron's run of Thor, specifically the God Butcher part, before I watched this, and it was spit all over it. It was fucking disgusting. It spit on Mighty Thor, uh, Jane as Thor, because she's made into a boring, terrible character that's killed off in one movie. Fuck you, Taika Waititi. I love you in a lot of other places, but here you fucking drug this beautiful awesome story through the dirt and i'm really hurt by that because this movie was not good the worst marvel movie i've ever seen yeah and i've seen almost every single one but if you want us to talk about it for uh at, at length at length you can go check out our thor love <laughs> <Yeah>. and thunder <laughs> review <laughs> but they go they go in detail for a full hour about how much they disliked it um i mean i mean i Pretty, I mean, it's not it's, to me. It's not the worst movie of twenty twenty two I saw. It's not. It's toward the bottom to be sure because I wasn't well pleased with it either. Um, but for my <laughs> my least favorite movie of the year is <laughs> uh, Tower Periods. I'm a D at Homecoming because fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, we talked like about that uh, JoJo and I on yeah. a, a previous episode. <laughs> I think Diary of a Lad Red Ultraman, the second most played episode of twenty twenty two, because good God. Tyler Perry is a threat to the black community. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> because, like, so much of that movie is just like, what the fuck is happening? And just like, who let this man get away with this? And it's just like... <laughs> no, I remember, I'm remembering JoJo explain it to us. Fuck. It's some, sounds some crazy shit. It's some wild shit. Like, and, like, uh, fuck it, we're already three hours in. Why not a little longer? I won't go too deep in it, but just, like, the, the hit clips of this fucking movie... Medea's in possibly Tangle Family Tree. A young man and his uh, friend come home for uh, his college graduation. And it's like, the whole movie's leading to, like, oh, like, this is his man, this is guy and his gay lover, and he's trying to come out to his family. But the man, the man the, the, however fucking he is related to Medea, he is gay. But then, like, twist, his best friend's not actually gay, and he's not actually with him. He's at his... His best friend's actually fucking his mom, and yeah, like, what? and and like the, the whole gay subplot is completely thrown under the rug. It's like, oh yeah, baby, we do you gay, we love you. No, no, no. Then the rest of the movie is just them trying to, like, love is love, but it's okay for like this weird like. It, it feels almost like adultery. Like the dude's best friend is banging his mom, and everybody's just like. Well, why why are y'all upset about this? And it's this weirdly duplicitous thing oh, that's happening. Wow, that sucks. And it's it's oh. like why are you? It just feels like it's so, like I said, duplicitous. And like like why are, like it's not. It's like I don't care. You know, they're grown adults. I don't care what the fuck you do. But it's just like it just seems like how it happened was really mean spirited. And yeah. like it feels like they're like they're praising this like uh, adultery. And then the. <laughs> The fucking transition was like the basketball, and there's like this weird extended sequence in a fucking red lobster. Like red lobster <laughs> fucking footed this goddamn movie's bill. Got about the red lobster. And then the fucking bit that fucking gooped me, and just like because there was a f extended flashback sequence of like Medea and like 
the fifties. And it's like she's talking about like the, you know it, it reminds me of this one time when I was a young woman, and like she's like because my my good friend she she just talking you know getting up with my man and all this and shit. And then she's like, hey, where, where, uh, where's this girl? Where is she? I got words to say with her. And then she goes to the, uh, <laughs> the WACP, destroys the place. Destro- just like goes to Selma, Alabama, destroys this building that's for the advancements of black people. Tears down. She's a goddamn kaiju. And then she's like, where's Rose? Where's Rosa Parks? And then she like climbs onto a bus and like fucking pulls out a modern day Glock. And it's like, where the fuck is Rosa Parks? Because what Rose Bart was like cheating with her man, and she's like, "What the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? I want to see it just because it sounds insane. It is, I but okay. fuck stupid. I, insane. I have been, oh my god, I have been trying so hard to watch my terrible movies from the Letterbox game. God, you need to get on that shit. Can you let me speak, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> what the first movie is Sex Tuplets. I know it's not, uh. Tyler Perry, but like, it's not good. It's not good. It's the it's the it's the Wayne one of the Wayans brothers, but he's playing six different people. Yeah. And like, the the just I am I'm so scared <laughs> <laughs> because I know it's gonna be just stupid as shit. I'm just like, man, come on, why, why, come on, God. I, the, the, we literally had to take a break after the Rose Apartments. Like, you know, we gotta, we gotta get a drink. We gotta get some air. We're just like, just screaming for ten minutes with this. Part I just took. imagine everybody just outside having a cigarette. I'm basically, <laughs> like, it's like we gotta take a shot. Just like throw back, like Robin vodka. Just like this is fucking intense. Why'd you give it five stars then? You know what? Look back around. Oh God. <laughs> No, it half star, bottom of my pile, worst movie I've seen this year. I don't care what anybody says about any other movie. You can't fucking top that. <laughs> that, that. I would say that's like a very memorable moment for us, Eli Can and Joseph, watching movies together, just like, just bonded in trauma. <laughs> oh my God. Hell yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know. Good and bad. We saw a lot of movies this year, and uh, let us know what your favorites are, what your least favorites are. We'll we'll, we'll take the good with the bad, just like we did all year long. Uh, any final uh, closing thoughts before we head out in the sunset today? Movies are good. Movies are good. Hot take. Movies are good, but not when they're bad. Yeah, not when they're bad. You know, true words are spoken. Delete Love and Thunder from your database, Marvel, and just redo the God Butcher, please. Oh, please. I, I would actually like an animated. Yeah, I think an animated one. Would I think be animated cool. would. How be the cool. fuck are you going to put a a comically accurate gore and uh, world by night, but not in the fucking movie that's about gore? That's so weird. Get the people that worked with uh, Puss in Boots and Spider Verse to make the fucking God Butcher. I will. Series. I will give you all the money. Sure, in my money. sure. I, I will it. absolutely give my money for that. Please. We need more animated stuff. Honestly, yeah, we yeah. really do. Just, chop chop. Yeah, that's it. All right, thank you all so much for listening today. We know it's a chunky boy, but you come to expect that from the AYCH Awards. Tune in next week when we talk about the second half of our award special, and that's Lad's Choice. It's basically just everything else from 2022 that we enjoyed. Yep. And uh, and so we be sure to look forward to that. Uh, be sure to follow us wherever podcasts are found, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on all those places, five stars. 
like, review, subscribe. It helps us out, puts in front of new listeners. We always appreciate you when you do it. And follow us on our socials. We're on Twitter. We're on our Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. All you hear, we're right there. Check us out. Follow us. It'll really help us out. And last week, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name. My name, Cole. Follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. You can do a cool thing. Go on YouTube. Look up Real Life Flying Babby Caught on Film. It's really cool. <laughs> okay. B-A-B-B-Y. Real Life Babby Caught on Film. <laughs> Babby? Real Life Flying Babby. That's Sorry. Real Life Flying Babby. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Winslow. You can follow me on Twitter at Winslow. You can follow my art Instagram at WorldOfWinsley. You can follow my bookstagram, Winslow Banters. Go to my store, WorldOfWinsley.BigCartel.com, where I sell prints and stickers. Thank you. Um, I have a link tree in my bio for everything, for all those for all those social medias and stuff and links, for Letterboxd, Goodreads, all that. So go check that out. Uh, go check out Backlog Boys. Um, and I'll see you volume two, part two for yeah, the Banter Awards. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you.